A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When I say I'm mad, it's an acronym for making a difference. And you got to catch me on this episode of Tea with Tay because and he puts a full stop at the top spot. He underpromises but overdelivers. Can't you say I want my Christmas clothes? You lie anybody. Watch me now. Or I will invade your dreams like a winch. Hello, hello. Welcome to another fresh episode of Tea with Tay. I have missed you guys. I, I've been dying and itching to come and record another episode because of course I know that you guys missed me and I missed you guys and that's why I brought a superstar an icon on the couch today please put your hands together for dearly tell me I know it's you that's a real superstar in the building I never never enter an icon like you I'm very sorry (laughs) I'm guessing there really why are you so dressed like this well every day is a fashion show in my own world I get up in the morning I look in the mirror naked like what I see like my body parts and my proportions. And I say, today I am wearing this whether anybody likes it or not. So at times they will ask me in my house, ah, Ejo, like my help, ah, brother, mm. why are you going to I'll say, no way. Say, hey, oh, okay. So it's used to me now. So even Wale and I, we argued all the way from the drive down here. Why are you wearing this? I'm like, leave me alone, please. I want to wear it. Ah. Nobody said, look. I thank you. you. Thank you. Well, of course, as you can tell, the thing is, I'm a walking freebie. So everything <laughs> I have from head to toe is dash, dash. The outfit, Tiana styling. This is Tiana's dress. Now, when I mean dress, so here's the crazy thing. Most of my friends and I, we share the same body proportions. I don't have hips, you know, mm-hmm. defense, attack, yeah. or even the midfield. It's not the same. Yeah. But for some reason, I seem to be able to fit into their clothes. My late friend Goldie and I, if she's not around, she said, do you really take the measurements mm-hmm. fit into the outfit you fit? So everything Toy makes, she will now say, hmm, I know it's the lady that will come and wear this, this one. So this is her actual dress. And this one now, it's from, ah, she just said I should not mention her name. But her initials are TS. Mm-hmm. So this quote here is from TS. You she know, in the London. She's in the London right now, okay. balling. I will. Uh-huh. I'm not going to. So, so we, I'm fitting into everything. The you, shoes are, You look oh, amazing. Dash. Yeah. You look amazing. You know, I've been chasing you for the longest time to have this conversation. I'm yes. finally, I'm happy that you finally just come through. And it's about to be a crazy episode. Um, first question here. I've watched a lot of interviews that you've done. You've said this so many times that, I mean, how you grew up, your childhood and everything. But, but for the sake of this episode, right, and this show, can you take us back to, like, your earliest memory of you growing up in, like, Ebutemeta? Hmm, that's a good one. Ebutemeta, Lagomeji, Bonuwe. Shout out to all my Ebutemeta fanatics in the building. Mm-hmm. I used to always wear two watches because, you know, Alagomeji, Allah, 
go major. Is that what it means? Watches. So it means two clocks. That's why I wear two watches. Even Sheila, the comedian, shout out to you, mm-hmm. always, he's got two wristwatches on all the time. Anyway, away from that. You see, Ebute Meta, for me, did not even start from my grandma's house as everyone assumed, which is, you know, the very popular place that I'll take pictures mm-hmm. and I shared a lot of my story. I started living in Ebute Meta, Alagomeji, the bus stop itself, very close. The house was there with my uncle. So by the time I got admission into secondary school, this was like 1990, 1991. I don't know where you were then, which is fine. I was in heaven. <laughs> so, so then still make I go stay with my uncle though. And uh, my parents couldn't afford my fees at the time. So they just needed me, you know, not necessarily out of the picture, but, you know, go stay with a family member and, you know, you can go to school from there and whatnot. But I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Because you see, my uncle that I stayed with, well, he, I would say he kind of strengthened my resolve, but... I was the errand boy, I was the butler, I was the cleaner, I was the gardener. And they had a son who was in command. So now he was bullied a lot in school. So he would now come back and transfer all the aggression on me. You know, so that kind of... I wouldn't say, because I couldn't react, I couldn't do much. He always made me feel weak. Because he would come back. They would beat him in school, though. Then he would come back and I would do all the punishments. You know that angonite that you put mm. television on your hand and you squat. By the way, at times he would draw something on the wall and say, I should push it. So one time I was cleaning it. Oh my God, I whipped me belt. You know, that aside. And then um, their mom, <laughs> my aunt, wow, I would get up in the morning at four. And then the first, because the house was quite long, you know, this old, mm. archaic, vintage, yeah, yeah. yabba houses. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, refined. Yeah. I would sweep the whole house. Then I wash, scrub. Then I wipe with cloth. Then I'll polish. The polishing was the part I hated the most. Because the house saying, hey! Then I'll polish and I have to get ready for school. And then most times, I'm at the bus stop, you know, trying to hitch a ride. Because, you know, at times I might not get money. So... Every time I went to school, I was usually broke, but I just, for some reason, I knew there was always free transport. And then coming back, we had those buses, Molwares, you know, the big, so I used to really hide. So mm. once we get to Alagome, I just say, Alagome, I'll just jump out. I used to, I could jump out of moving buses and whatnot. But then, still staying there, writing Junior Wayek, something happened in the house, and they kicked me out at midnight. So I had to sleep at the filling station, which is at, everyone knows that filling station at Alagome. I showered at the car wash, and I went back to school, wrote my exams. As God will have it, I cleared all my papers. Five A's, six C's, no P, no F. Because people were asking, ah, which one is C, which one is P, which one is F? That time, now at home, now what did they do that time? And then we now found my grandma's house in the same Ebutimeta. By then, my parents had, you know, there was like a reversal of fortunes. Mm. They needed to now move to the family house. Right. So I now moved in with them at the same time, thinking, oh, finally, I'm out of my uncle's house. I mm. didn't know. <laughs> this one, we had the enter. Family house. I don't wish it for anyone. Uh, that was the big, from the, you know, frying pan to fire. And then from like, I was not even torn between the devil and the deep blue sea. That was like the real deep blue sea. Because I was the only guy in that house with all my cousins, plenty of female cousins. And for some reason, they just, I don't know, they just made us feel unwelcome from day one, you know. Um, I mean, my dad had the right to live in that house because it was yeah. his father's house. Right. You know, but then my dad was ridiculed every day, but they didn't do it to his face. But I mean, they were always doing... St- mm-hmm. So now the only person to now transfer the aggression and aside from the kids, myself and my younger sisters, was my mom. But they underestimated my mom. Because she said, my mom will not be Niger. Mm-hmm. Then look, this Indian woman. And you know, that's Indian woman. Eh? My mother became an agbe overnight. She would fight because every time they had to beat us up, you know, they started calling my sisters prostitutes even before they attained These were like cousins. Cousins, though, like blood cousins. Now, my dad's older brother's kids, who are older than myself, you know, my dad is like a, they're twins. So, Taiwo Kende, Idu Alaba, my dad is Alaba, he's the last. These are Kende's kids. 
I'm not going to mention their names because we're not giving them proper surveillance. Carrying a wish and go. <laughs> but then, at that point, my sisters obviously were, you know, they, we all look different. Yeah. So now I was taunted every day. I'm doing disgrace in the family. Why am I dressing this way? And I was in school at the time, you know. I just wanted to just finish school and get to work. I also started teaching when I was in SS3. So whilst writing junior work, I was teaching because my dad had lost his job. Of course, they taunted us in that house so much because my dad lost his job. And my mom was working four jobs. A foreigner that she was teaching. Now, here's the crazy part. The school my mom was teaching in was owned by Joro Muffin's mom. And I was Joro's teacher. How about that? Joro. Some history right Joro there. Muffin. I, I remembered sorting out his report card. And his mom, God bless her soul. She's late now. She said, ah, my son didn't pass. Ah. My mother was like, am I going to alter this score or... I will not collect salary. I said, hey, ma, he tried, but she said, fix it. Ah, I want to fix it. Though. You, ah, you, because you didn't collect salary. Oh, well, I mean, Joro had to go, travel abroad for school and whatnot. So his dad was more like a permanent fixture because his dad was the one handling the school at the time. Right. You know, his mom went, was ill for a bit. But you know, let me not digress. So my mom eventually became the headmistress of the school. And, you know, that way I was able to bring other, you know, youngsters like myself who had just finished secondary school and we're just idling away at home. Mm. So we're all teaching in the school. But I did a lot of private lessons just to get extra money. You know, whilst my dad was hunting for a job, you know. And you know, my mom would come back every day. She's stressed. And if she passes the front, they would do it on purpose. They know where my mom closes. So my cousins would lock the back door. So my mom would have to go to the front and press the bell. Because if you're pressing from the back, you know these family houses, now the back is... We had like shops, so you won't really hear when someone is knocking. So once they open the door and see my mom, they just slam it back on her face. They will not start, you know, oyiboyi, ayamatanga. That I mean, I remember one of my cousins telling my mom, and I remember this so vividly. That look at you, you this um, wretched Indian. That I mean, is it not you that they used to fuck under your husband's car for five five naira and ten ten naira? I'm telling you, you know, when I remember these things, the most hurtful part was that I couldn't fight them. Yeah. Because the day I now decided to take it upon myself to fight. Oh, they all gathered. Five of these girls on environmental sanitation there and they beat me with like those masquerade whips in front of the house. Because how old are you then? I, I was in second, I was in SS3. You know, I, I shared the story one time, mm -hmm. you know, and everyone flooded my comment section and they were insulting me. Why couldn't I fight back? But for crying out loud, if we had fought back, please, where were we going to go? And my sisters were really young at that mm -hmm. point. So it was just, there was just so much going on. And then even the church, you know, because my dad was in the choir. We're also in the choir. They also took our matter to church. So they excommunicated me from church, you know. And, you know, my mom was going to MFM. So the first day I now followed my mom to MFM. The first day, the senior pastor came to me and said, Sister, when next you come to church, cover your hair. And my mother slapped me, Daddy. You see what I'm saying? Like, now you be the sister. Yeah, now you be the sister. They say, Sister, uh, when next you come with your mom, cover your hair. I will just pray that my mother will not hear that. When my mother heard, which, and my mama, eh, she twists my ear from that Iwaya. To Onike bus stop. You know, and anyway, away from all of that, I think majority of my strength, resilience, resolve, and you know, um, inner strength as well came from my mom. For somebody who did not know anyone in Nigeria, she came through things were rosy at first. My dad was doing good. I mean, there was like a reversal of fortunes, as I said, he lost a lot, and then she now had to, you know, and now mother up our children overnight, and then staying in that kind of house every day. Now, no jokes. It was every single minute. Now, if we want to shower, we have to get up very early in the morning because you to quickly step out on the corridor so that none of your cousins are around. And then once they start, they'll just start singing. My mother, she learned every fella song. Once they are singing, my mother too will start her own. Basket, smile, don't start to leak again. I'll be like, hey, my mother started. But she was Indian. Yes. 
My mom learned, like, she, I, I don't know how she did it. I remember one day she came out. My cousins had taunted her so much. They opened <laughs> the door. They threw a slipper at her. She was on the bed. Because the room, you know, you could, you know, face me, I face you now. My mother came out with two bottles and broke on each wall, packed and said, oh yeah, come. 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 At the hospital, my mother even said she had a gun. Where is my gun? They will now run. I said, these girls were all in secondary school, just so you know. Why did they get off? Why did they get a high from just taunting you guys? Well, obviously, they just felt we did not, they didn't need us in that house. We're infringing on their space. And this is somebody that he had glorified so much. You know, my dad was in Europe at the time, in Germany. Mm. So there was news with, oh, this man in Germany, you know, a married Indian woman, their mm. son is so fine. We come to Nigeria, they idolize us so much. And then it's like a reversal of fortune. And for the eye, they don't see us finish. Yes. So look at you. And then we also had another uncle. We have an uncle, by the way, Uncle Wally. Shout out to him. Um, he was the commissioner for finance at that time during um, Tinubu's regime. Mm. So he would come to the house just briefly. You know, and then he was now the new, like, yo, I don't know. Ah, yeah. Uncle Wale is coming. They would tell us to leave the parlor. Leave, 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 leave. Uncle Wale is coming. Leave the parlor. Leave the parlor. Ah, say, hey, hey. So Uncle Wale will visit and he will bring like hampers for my grandma and my cousins. Hey, you know, so it was just so crazy to see how, you know, how people shift. Yeah, but... That when you will come to a house back then in Agbara Estate, you people will be, to even touch Worshiping himself was yeah. like, but then every minute, you know, so, and I would just say, I've never said this anywhere, you know, we sat down and I just felt like my mom needed to leave the country because my mom, my hair was thinning out, you know, I could see it. She mm. couldn't say it, but she was aging quick. She was stressed. She was, and then she took out her anger on all of us. And, I, and now I can understand that. So I take it in good stride, but she was frustrated, you know, and we just sat down and I, that's when I started hustling so much. And I was like, you know what? You need to travel back to Mauritius. Her passport had expired. My um, cousins had burnt her recent passport. So, they just felt like she was ah. stuck. Uh, welcome to my world. Reality check. So we gathered money. And then I remember reaching out to my uncle. And he just came and he footed everything immediately. His son is, um, by the way, um, um, Tommy Waedun. Right. Yeah, who was on Adventures of Merlin. Mm. Yeah. So we just, you know, he just came to and said, Anita, what do you need? He could see it. He didn't need to send it. He didn't want to put him out. You know, like, this is, mm. you know, I don't live here. You know, but he just said, Anita, what do you need? So, we, you know, my mom said, he just bought her ticket. My mom traveled with an expired passport. We all had to go to the airport. At the point, they had to take her passport to like several places, you know. My mom was already frustrated at the airport. She even started even aging the more like, you know, so we had to call this person, call that person. My uncle placed the call and she boarded the flights, you know. And then I just said, don't worry about coming back anytime soon. Leave this to me. You know, so that was what pushed me. And I said to myself, I am going to be the one that God will single-handedly take out of this family to not only change the narrative, break the chains of poverty, and just take everyone to the next level. Hallelujah. So, Rakuto. Yeah. Sorry, I know I just you did that. You know, went through. Yeah. You did that. I, I, I did that. Don't did that. I'm so yes. proud. I'm so it's, Thank it's, you. it's amazing. You know, it, I'm you mentioned something about being different. I know yeah. I know you're biracial, right? And I understand how what that difference already does to you, right? Also, that you have so many features that and qualities that make you very different from the rest of your peers. Well said. When did you realize as a child that, you know what, I'm actually really different from the rest of this lot, so... Hmm. When did it just dawn on you that, you know what, I'm different, I'm going to accept my difference? I think even like, right, right from primary school, though, you know, um, when I was in primary school, because I went to Federal Government College, Janikidi Staff School, mm. I thought... When I finish, I will get right into Federal Government College, Janiki, you know. So I just thought, you know, my parents were doing good. I felt, you know, that's where they would transport me to. But like I said, we were living in this mansion. My dad lost everything. We now moved into an uncompleted building, which is understory for another day. So I had to now go and stay with my uncle, 
so I could attend St. Gregory's College, which was government-owned at that yes, time. Yes, yeah. yes, So, from primary school, you know, I was just, you know, I just knew I was just different because I was like the only mm. mixed race human in the class. But, mm. you know, everyone was, you know, doing their thing. I just would style my hair differently. And then, you know, my dad used to be a DJ back in Europe. So, you know, Niger guy traveled to Germany. He was like, um, he was working in restaurants and then at night he was an underground DJ. So we had a lot of all those Boniem classics, Jim mm-hmm. Reeves, Harry Belafonte. I grew up on all that music back then. Gloria Gaynor, mm. Whitney Houston, but more of like Euro disco, Euro pop. Right. And because it's very upbeat and tempo, I was, you know, and my dad had a lot of fella too. So I would always be jumping, you know, on the bed and, you know, with big headphones, screaming, singing out loud. I loved Abba so much. Ah, our neighbors would be like, hey, they forgive me because, mm, Alaba's son, oh, he's just enjoying himself. So at that point, I just knew my taste was different because I liked a certain kind of music, which I was exposed to at very young. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was going to do for me. Mm. And then when I got into secondary school, I had only one uniform at the point in time, actually. And my auntie purposely bought cream. It was, you know, St. Gregory's College is white, but they bought me cream. So every day they punished me for dirty uniform. And I would explain this uniform is clean. <laughs> but I couldn't afford, I didn't know how to get a new one because it was sewn and it was like off-white. So they always right. thought I was dirty. Yes. Every morning, so I would kneel from the gate. I know St. Gregory's College from gates into the school compound. Far. I go crawl, crawl, crawl. My knees were always great. But anyway, away from that, I just knew there was just something different about this kid. But because I was oppressed so much and suppressed as well, I was scared to, you know, I didn't know what to express. I didn't know what to do exactly. Mm. Which is why when people actually think that, you know, when people look at me and they Let's go into like my freaky side. You think mm, this one from small, you don't spoil. Mm. Actually, I was a late bloomer. I didn't start exploring until like after university. Yes, I'm telling you. Mm. You know, yeah, actually. After uni, yes, after uni. I think it was when I started working at Sound City and I started getting a lot of attention from mm. different people. That's when okay, I was like, okay. So even in school, for some reason, even people who try to, you know. Not necessarily make advances because mm. I went to an old boys school, but yeah. just mm, mm. this person, what's your story? Yeah. It wasn't, it was more people pitied me. So it was more of, ah, he's so skinny and scrawny and his uniform is always dirty <laughs> and he's so tiny. And I was very smart. Then, guess what? My shoes were oversized because they said I have to grow into the shoes. Right. So from SS1, you know, Keto sandals now. Mm-hmm. The Keto was oversized. I'm a size 38, I'm um, size 40. They bought me 42 so that when he go reach me, enter SS3. Mm. Say, so I no go change the shoe. Yeah. Ah, the keto. And then keto was prohibited in the school. So, ah, every There's day. So much from going SS1 on. to 3, except when I got to SS3, and you know, they wanted to give me perfect title, but I wanted to come out with good grades. So I kind of rejected that. <laughs> I just won all the debates and whatnot. So I just knew that there was just something extra, extra about me in a way, but I just mm. still couldn't tap into it until 1994 when I was in SS1. And I got to go to NTA for Key Division 101, which is like that nationwide soap opera that was on NTA Network then. Yeah. My first role, I think I was 11, 12. First paycheck was 150 naira. But it was when I got there. You know that thing? You're there with so many schools from the island. Holy mm-hmm. child, GS, GS. Even Adrao, which is just beside NTA. You know, those ones were forming paparazzi at that point. And I said, what are we even doing here? And then, you know, the producer comes, they look around, then they see me with my coily hair. You come. They give me a script. Read. Ah. It is <laughs> so you see, my solace back then, my escape, I read everything I could lay my hands on. Mm. Books, literature, newspapers, journals, and whatnot. So, vocab, sharp. So when they gave it to me, tiny boy, I was just reading. Fru-fru. Ah, you man looked at me. How old are you again? Okay, he's got in the role. All of you can go. Maybe that look. You know, even at that time, say, for always secondary school, everybody eye me. 
And Annie Macaulay back then came to audition because she was living in Legico then. So it was like a year after, I think when she was in SS2, SS3, she now got roles on Kidivision 101, but that's another story for another day. So I landed the first role. Now what, this is what I did. They gave me the script to take home. I was shaking. I got home and I learned everybody's parts. So when we're shooting, I'll be shouting, no, that line is wrong. <laughs> Over like, Sabi. Shh, 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 no. Who is this boy? So last, last, from that role, minor role, I did a lot of minor roles, and they now gave me a major role. I, got, I became the highest paid kid actor on that show. They were paying me 800 naira per episode, which is four Mondays in a month, because the show was broadcast every Monday. 3,200 naira in 1994, 95, 96, no, sorry, 96, 97, because I finished secondary school in 97. So it was not so bad. It wasn't bad because I was bringing mm. that money home. But then, NT at the time, if you shoot January, you collect your money in June. So the money used to accumulate, accumulate. Yeah. I didn't have an account then. So it was my dad's. I just told my dad I would be paying this money into your account. But I don't know, see, the day where I find out, say, my papa, they, then, they, then they finger this money. Ah, I fought with my prayers. <laughs> now that's another thing I regret doing back then because I felt like I was becoming my own man. Yes. I was becoming independent. Mm. My dad was out of a job and we're feeding on my money. So I lashed out. Big time. Yeah. This is my mama. My, my mother used to plan me in the night. Now, Indian woman, once you sleep, 3 a.m., she'll not wake you up. Really? Really? Once I wake up, pa, pa, pia, pia. She my mother that. had nails. She'll scratch, cha, cha. Ya what? Ya. She had become so Nigerian by the she time. Had become, oh, my mother used to haggle price. In the market, once she goes to Yaba market, the sellers will just cover. Uh, we no sell. <laughs> we, no. we no sell. They said this to Imbo. Ah, my mother will say she will price and price, you know? So, I mean, looking back now, I think mm. from secondary school, when I got my first big break on TV, I didn't know what it was at the time. And then they now featured me on um, TV Guide, which is equivalent to DSTV Guide. Mm. There was TV Guide back then for local terrestrial TV. And they put me right beside Regina Askia. And they wrote veteran kid actor. I mean, so that's why I'm, you know, me and Regina Askia like this, eh? ah, I know they use Amata play because I idolized her so much. Mm. I just felt there was a level of expressiveness. I don't give a shit. I don't give two F you think it's about two people. You know, and which is why I would always say it any day, any time. I tapped, you know, some elements from her essence. I had seen her in person and I was so scared to even walk up to her. Because Regina would drive with her red jeep, park somewhere and would not come out for 30 minutes. And everybody would be waiting. She was hey, a star, star she, no, they, she would not come out because they, they were scared. If she doesn't come out, she drives us. Ah, we're in trouble. Like, they used to beg her to come out. So she'd be in the car. Then when she's coming out, she puts one leg out first for five minutes. You I see love the, it. You see the shoes. So the first day they took me to her, you know, she opened, removed her glasses, stared at me with her brown eyes. And who are you? I said, oh. I didn't even know what to say. I was just <laughs> start. I wanted to share the magazine and on the cover, which she didn't even pay attention. She just moved. So there was just something about that elf mystery. And, you know, and then growing up now, we're really good friends. I always drum it into her every time. Like, madam, we watched you growing up, oh, you know. And um, another person who I also, you know, picked elements from was mm. um, Fumi Oda. Yeah. Who would ask people questions like she's known them all her life? I didn't know I was going to tell that line. Yeah. So I think for me, one variable that will stop your growth in life is the fear of looking stupid to other people. And I felt like if I was going to look stupid, you know what? I would do it gracefully, effortlessly, and shamelessly. And here we are today. But, On but, tea with tea. Please let me sip tea. Sip, <laughs> sip, 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 sip. sip. Okay. It's about to go down. I'm sorry. I'm, I hope I'm not talking too much. No, no, no. I like it. I like now. it. I ah. like it. But you, but you know. Kids that usually are that expressive at that age yeah. usually have a lot of love and acceptance from their family. Mm -hmm. What was your relationship like with your parents beyond all the things that was happening, right? Was it a lot of love? I mean, beyond the fact that, you know, 
that happened to your dad and your mom had to pick up yeah. the slack. What did, was the relationship like between your family? It was lost love. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't... Um, because my mom was caught up in so much. Mm. You know, foreign woman who had, you know, traveled down. My mother even stopped wearing heels. That's when I knew there was something wrong. Like, you know, this, you know, Indian woman, long hair. Mm. You know, she's come to Nigeria. She's not working. Her husband is doing things. She's just traveling the world, buying things. And then now she now has to hustle. So, I think I was on the receiving end of my mother's transfer of aggression. Mm. My dad is more chill. Because every time we, we had issues in the house and my cousins would, you know, rally around. My dad would obviously leave them to God. My mother would fight back. You know, so I felt like my mother was expending too much energy, you know, and she couldn't really show. I, again, it could be her background. You know, I don't know what went on mm. with that, mm. but it, 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 it wasn't expressive at mm. all, which is why I'm very close with my sister because I said to myself, I will try and fix this. Right. It's going to take a lot from me, but I will do what I can, you know, and there was, it wasn't an atmosphere of, Oh, I want to. Uh, it was difficult. There was just too much going on. There are days that, you know, we'll try and maybe cook in the kitchen because kitchen is like another division of the house. So maybe my mom puts pepper on the fire and then maybe she runs into the room to get Maggie. Before you come back, you see flame. Somebody would have cooked. Ha! Where? And you now see it in the. Hey. So ah, these, these nah, are the Fuji things. Has, Fuji has a commotion on the state. Uh, no, the, Fuji has, at least at the end of the day, they lived in unison. Yeah. Then go fight, fight, fight. They come together. This one, just, you just never know. And then there are times they just get up in the morning and then they will shut the toilets. And then you are pressed. You want to do number two. Oh, I'll now have to do it in Lylon and throw it to the next company. Next thing, next <laughs> company, they now built church there. So they were there every day. They would throw the Lylon back. So the first is I train, ah, and I'll start doing it in the gutter. Then, the, you know, because we had a tailor shop, they would be complaining. Because my cousins would deliberately lock the toilets. And then they would sit in front of it. Like, oh, yeah. Come on, enter. Oh, my mother. My mother would bang. So at times I used to take the window. Or, and then if I want to shower. Into the toilet? Yes. Then, then now, when they started locking both the bathroom and toilet, we used to bath naked outside. My mother would shower at 5 a.m. in the morning. I knew the neighbors used to look. This woman's succulent skin. They would look. They would peep. My mother would be bathing. She will wash all her instruments of confusion, everything like, mm, look, oh, look, but you cannot touch that kind of thing. My mother had to get that shameless because we would shower, and you know, it was, we lived in a bungalow. So the other houses at the back were like stories. So those ones would come see. out. They'll come out in the morning, stand on their balcony and be looking down. Jesus. So my sisters, now we have to quickly, that's why I said we'll get up very early and shower so it's slightly dark before, you know, the sun, you know, rises and everyone can see things, you know. So, I, I now then I was a bit I, I just didn't know what was going on I wasn't getting it I wasn't mm. getting you know I would see other families you know yeah. love affection and attention mm. Mm. I wasn't getting so I think for me part of my trauma I, because I like to think I'm like an anxious avoidant was the fact that I had to fend for not only myself but for everyone at a very young age and yes. this was from like 10, 11 mm. so I just was driven with the need to okay you know what I need, I think I'm the one who's going to get this family out of these states. How do I start? What do I do? You know, and so at that point, I was working, doing so much. I didn't have a regular childhood. I played ball on the streets. I chased, you know, paper canoes in the gutter. Mm. Yeah, but it was rare. You know, because even my neighbors across, I would go to the house to play. Their mother would come and say, don't come near my children again. Don't come to this house again. So Why? I had to, my dear, I don't know if my cousin said something. I was regarded as some sort of outcast again because, you know, it felt like ugh, they didn't, you know, we don't yeah. want you in this house. So you're not welcome. So you can't be welcome in my house too. There were times when even neighbors would come and 
you know, meet my cousin and say, can you people leave this woman alone? That's my mom. Mm. People, they say, don't put my ass, what kilo coin, kilo coin, you know. Ah, I remembered one time my cousin and I got into a heated argument. I was cleaning the gutter, every environmental sanitation. And then my, you know, my dad's car had packed up. So one of my cousins would just come near me, kalo, kalo, ka. And then she would go, kalo, kalo, ka. You know, and then I remembered even one of my cousins from outside, God knows where, who gave him the audacity and liberty to say this. They had an issue with my youngest sister, who is now, now the one after me is the radical. She's the one with the tattoo, she's rebellious, so she fought back. But the youngest one was just under my shadow, you know. And then one of my cousins came, made her kneel and said, look at you. My sister was about 15 at the time. No, she was still in secondary school in SS2. Said, look at you, even if they give me hundred naira to fuck you. I would not even do that. Pardon my French, but these are things that, you know, so you imagine said, so, getting yeah. this back to back. You know, there was a time they even thought my youngest sister was pregnant. So my cousins used to punch her belly, you know, that, yeah, they thought she was pregnant. Like, eh, we want to hide the pregnancy. You're, ah, this was, by then my mom had traveled. So I was just really holding you know, down the fourth I was holding it down and I was really, um, like my brain was like in a roller, it was like a roller coaster for me. I need to get everyone out of this house as quickly as possible. I need yeah. to work. So for me, I didn't get to live life the way I would, which is why now, if I wake up in the morning, I do the things I want to do, I wear what I want to wear, is because I could not do those things mm. back then. There was no time to. So would I say now I'm getting love and affection and attention from my parents? Now the roles have it's been reversed. reversed. My dad stays with me. My mom is in Dublin now. Yeah. You know, I've said, you know, my mom, do your thing. Don't, you don't, I will, I will handle all of this. And I made sure that my sisters went to private universities. A move I later regretted because at the time I was working at South City, <laughs> when they kicked my ass to the curb, I couldn't pay the fees anymore. So I had to hustle extra, you know, to pay that. But I didn't get all of that affection, attention, mm. affectionate love that I would have wanted. And I can understand it now, which is the kind of parent I would never want to be mm. when I'm ready for children. Ah. Mm. So anyway, but that's this, that. Let me not These digress. things didn't take a toll on you because it's yes. one thing to have this driving you, but it's also a part of you that's just yearning for. Yes, I was yearning for mm-hmm. because you've seen other people, that other yeah. people, like you, you can tell the child that was raised in love. I always assume that she, I really had to have been, have been raised in love because what? his energy is very different. I it was it was just I had to find myself. I mean, I found myself at a really young age, but then. It also affected my relationships and entanglements, more or less, because now I am always seeking solace, love, affection. So I audition a lot for people. I people please so much because I want to win you over. I didn't get this when I was a lot younger. So I'm like, you have to, for you to be in my life alone, parent. I forgot how special I was and all the light and love I would bring into your life. Rather, it wasn't about, don't go. Yes, Stay. Yes. What do you want? The last, <laughs> whatever it is I was, enamored in blood of Nebuchadnezzar. And then I sat down, this was like recent, you know, like maybe a year ago. And I thought to myself, ah, how long will I continue to people please? Audition for attention, hustle for affection, you know, and for me, I now became a little forceful because I wanted it so much. I felt like you're with me. Why are you not giving it to me? Because I'm giving this to you. Why am mm. I not getting it back? But I realized unresolved trauma, this is, from back in the day. So mm-hmm. I might as well just let that relax, mm-hmm. focus on myself more, throw all the love my way and to my family members. And then again, I kind of abandoned my siblings in a way. My siblings also, we all stayed together, but I felt like I was a bit hard. Hustle your also because mm. you don't know what I did to get here. Mm. So you cannot, no, no, no. Yes, I'm here for you, but I beg, enter streets yeah. and do your thing as mm. well. 
you know. So now, you know, when you look at all these family members trying to come around, they're trying mm. to climb around for whatnot. Like, first things first, I told my dad, if you are in my house and I see any family member from that era, I have old people's home registration on lockdown. I will send, send you there. there. No, I had, to, I had to, you know, because now I, I'm not saying I'm calling the shots, but mm, my dad had let these people in so much, whether they carry in Matago village where he lose everything. So now no space for them. Now, nah, please know the ones I will have to send. Because the thing was, when I was even in my family house, by the time things started getting better, I was taking care of these relatives. The same set of people, yes. I was, this one would say, I want to go to makeup school, I'll give them money. This one will bring all our children, you know. But then the ones that were trolling me. Yes. And they were still insulting, you know, us at the end of the day. Because they also said stuff about, oh, that, you know, uh, he doesn't have money. He's just, you know, pretending, Mm. you know. But they just wanted to take, 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 take. And that's what I've realized with people that come in and out of my life. You just want to take, 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 take. You don't want to give. Mm. So now, uh, let me just give it to myself. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that's a lot, I know. No, but I, I know that this, this conversation was going to go like this, but I didn't know it was going to go this way. Um, but you know what's interesting is how you are, you, you are able to maintain this front regardless of all the things that you have been mm. through. I'm curious about St. Gregory's. Um, what was it like? Were you trolled? <laughs> because you're very different. And I imagine you went to an all-boys school. Yeah. I went to an all-boys school, right? Ah. And once you can spot a difference, yes. they would try to of course. come I, for you. I think um, the earlier stages from my from early junior secondary school, I was, of course, the usual bullying. But you see, again, I was also lucky. Because, like I said, I was scrawny and skinny. My uniform was oversized. My keto sandals were oversized. You know, with my curly hair. And I was very good with English and literature. So mm. we kind of struck a balance. The ones... Um, who liked maths would always say, you know, I'll teach them, yeah. you, I'll write your essay for you. I was very good writing essays, sharp, sharp. As we sit in the exam, I'll write like three essays, but then you do my maths for me. But now, here's the thing. I'm not, I mean, I love my school. I love my alma mater like crazy. I would mm. go back there any day, any time. I got a lot of unnecessary attention that I couldn't handle, mm. that I didn't know what to do. So I remember one scenario, you know, it's so weird. You know, I reached out to the person on Facebook. I, I think, you know, he's married now, whatnot. But you see, back then in school, this person was a transfer student. So, again, like I said, I was just, you know, that's quiet mouse, you know. People knew me in school. So now people who know me now, my set, are like, whatever happened to Derele from back then? Mm. Ah, you know, we knew this Derele, you know, always in class, good with his English and literature and, you know, whatnot. So the first point of, um, would I say, enter streets was when this transfer student came in. And then every day he would write on the board, you know, I'm in love with Derele. Every morning we'll come to school and sit. I could, I didn't know how to handle that. I was, hey, I said, hey, wala wulile. And then this person was bold with it, like, you know, oh, and then he fought till we became seat partners. You know, and then at that point, I couldn't afford desk and chair. When I had one in GSS1, they now stole it. So oh, now you were buying your own We desk. We had to. I noticed at that time, now school, now, uh, St. Gregory's now, you know, government on before. Now it's a missionary school. Right. So then bring your, you know, bring all your whatever. Things, yeah. So they stole mine from GSS 1D. So from GSS 2 and 3, I was perching, 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 you know, seat partner. So eventually we can see partners with this person. But you see, I now felt like, okay, this is a different kind of affection. Mm. I don't quite get it. But then I'm not getting it from my house. You right. know, there's so much going on. And that was when we were in a family house. Mm. But who is, and he was a rich kid. So for me, he would, you know, he would buy stuff and whatnot. Now, these are things that we can speak to our kids to understand. I yes. think for him also, he was going through a phase. He didn't quite understand what was going on. But he was just drawn to me. Yeah. 
you know. So would go to his house for parties. They used to live in Dolphin Estate then. Wow. Dolphin was like small London for us then. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. You know, and it, it was just one of those things I just felt, I kind of felt accepted because it was a different, you know, yeah. uh, this was like Crop old people, money and yeah. new money. So I knew that my parents didn't have that, but I felt like, ah, well, I'm here, Sha. So maybe, <laughs> you know, they they notice me somehow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then when we got into SS, I moved to art, he moved to science. But right. then, you know, we had a large field separating us. He would cross every time. Eventually, he grew out of it, you know. So by the time I was in SS now, I now started to, that's when I started, I was on Division 101. Mm-hmm. By then, everyone was watching the show because it was TV. There was no internet at that time. So right, right. everyone in school now knew who I was. I was like very, everyone started to notice. This is from SS1, 1994. I would be on assembly, you know, all the juniors are talking about me and, you know, even the seniors, SS2 and 3, yeah. I was everyone's school son. You know, so it now made me feel, ah, uh-uh. so if I wasn't before, when I was yes, you, yes. now when they look me now, mm. I said, well, I was just doing what I, you know, could do and I would trek every morning, all the other girls. And so now, I now became very instrumental in school. Not only was I winning all the debates, but then, if we had to go to like female schools, I was the, let Style me call it, school hook, up, hook up guy. Because I could because talk to the any girl. Knew you, the girls knew me. They wanted to talk to me, so I could not talk to them for my friend. It was right. just weird. So now, Interact Club. I was in Cultural and Dramatic. Interact Club, they are doing lists. They really is number one. Really, we are going to, we are going to Vivian Fowler. We are going to Queen's College. We are going to this. Oh, yeah. We are going to Ebadi Laja. Now, the first person I ever fell in love with, shout out to her, um, I was in SS3 at the time. And she was in SS2. Evadi Laja. We went to Evadi Laja. Mm-hmm. Her name is Kemi Keru. She's married now. I think she's in the UK or the US. I stumbled on her Instagram recently. So it's so weird. I fell hook, line, sinker. Everybody knew I was in. Ah! Everybody saying, you must introduce us to our friends. And, you know, it was just weird. We eventually reconnected afterwards. Now, what made me now fight my parents? Valentine's Day. I could see all my other friends doing CHS. We used to call it car hire service then. Mm-hmm. They would just rent the 504, 505. You know, go to the school buy the girl chocolates and what Secondary so, school students? Yeah, so, so now that time, SS3, I had made money from Kid Division 101. So I just told my dad, I need so, so amount of money. I want to get CHS from Ikoi Club. I want to go to Evadilaja in um, Bariga, pick up. My father said, oh, oh, what? He didn't understand. What was what, 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 that? I, I said, and also, I, I know we got into a fight. There was no money, obviously, because we went to the bank. We got into a scuffle. I was rude to him at the bank. Bank managers were wondering, why is this child shouting? You know, I didn't get it. I understand now, now, mm. you know, but then I didn't quite, because I also wanted to buga for school. There was yes. also that need to be seen, be heard, be recognized. It was, but it also still wasn't enough at that time because, so I was like, you know, I'd attained and then to now prove my masculinity at the time because, I, I mean, I was like, we had a lot of effeminate, mm-hmm. you know, young boys at that time and I look back now, now I can say, you know, we effeminate people, we are the authors of culture, we know mm. what's in, what's out, what's trending yes, and what's yes. not. We have the final say, but in secondary school and all-boys school, it's like a lot of toxic yes, masculinity. Yes, yes. So I had to learn the sports. Now there was crickets. They said crickets, you know, St. Gregory's and crickets, we are five and six. They said, like, no, no, you can't learn crickets. So I now had to learn taekwondo and judo because every time they used to use me to fight karate, you know, they would slam me. Every, I was delighted. So, so I now had to, you know, learn that. You know, where I could... And I, guess what? I learned it out of self-defense. In the house I was living in, I could not chat beat my cousins. I knew I could beat them, but I couldn't get into that. Yes. You know, so... I would just say, overall, again, I was protected. I never really got punished. Mm-hmm. You know, I never got molested, which is amazing. Mm. I was never harassed. I was just... They would just throw me subtle hints. I, I just... I would just smile and just be shy, you know. And I, I think they would just look at me and just pity me. They used to call me poor Indian at that time until I started... Poor, poor Indian? Indian. Uh, mm, from junior secondary school. You know kids are the 
at the weekend. At the, at the week, especially, so you know when you now want to belong to a certain clique. So when you're now accepted into that clique mm. that you have been trying all through GSS1 mm. and in SS, you're in that clique now, mm. hanging out with like the rich kids, but they still let you know that, you know. You're not still one of them. Yeah, no, but you're just here because we see you on TV and our parents make mm. ref- referral points. Because then for me, if I'm walking on the streets, if I go to Yaba Market to do shopping for my mom, People will stop me. Are you not born Kelly Vision 101? Wow! If you are with your kids, look at your mates. Mm. Then they will not give me money. Come, come, come. So I used to get a lot of gifts. Then, of course, they would ask me another question. Are you a boy or a girl? I answered that question from 1996 to even when I got into Unilag in the year 2000. I was still answering. Are you, I'm even still answering now. Are you a nice? Now, are you a man? Please, are you a girl or a boy? My dear. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Let me I, I, I check now. I open and check. I used to tell people, then, do you want to check? Do you want to check? Then the bold ones say, hey, let's check. And I tell them, oh, you want to check? Let me check your own too. Oh, it's crazy. You just, this is just a lot you've, of episodes running. You don't leave, you don't leave this. <laughs> I don't see things. So. But you know what I'm curious about? Yes, please. What changed me. when you got into your lag? Because, ah, yeah. Okay. Secondary school is a very is a different game where you know you had become a star in school and everybody wanted to associate with you. But what changed when you when you got into Unilag? What was ah, it like? Unilag was a different ball game entirely. So from first year, year one, year two, every day, are you a boy or a girl? Now let me tell you something funny that I discovered. I didn't know they had like rules with like the female hostels. So my best friend at in school then, Linda you know, was in New Hall. I mean, I hold then she now moved to Moremi. So one morning, we're, year one, we're busy doing registration. Um, the VC's daughter then was my friend. So Funke uh, Motola, shout out to you, darling. She was now entering Moremi to go and check her. All of us now strolling. Ah! They didn't even stop us. So me, I didn't know. Me, I was just entering too. And then so when I entered, all the other girls now saw me. Ah! What are you doing here? What are you doing? I said, what, what happened? What happened? Ah, this is, this is like 12 noon. Boys are not allowed in on, like, it's 4 o'clock. Yeah. So, I said, I didn't know. So everybody now knew, eh, so you can enter. Ah, all the boys use me, pa. People go and call my baby. Is it like? You now see me in the morning with my phone down, just strolling. I greet the potters, good morning. And I enter, now go and knock on the door. The boyfriend is outside. Ah. So uh, you, <laughs> you, you're so pretty. Yes, I entered female with the hair. And I used to wear a lot of baggy stuff. Because you know, now another thing is, I felt body shamed all the while. Because they always called me mal- poor Indian, malnourished mm. kid and whatnot. So because I was tiny. I always had to seek solace in oversized clothes. I used to wear a little baggy jeans, baggy boots, face cap. Mm. Then my hair, I was also a bit worried about letting it loose because mm. I felt I would look mad. They already started insulting me in my house. So I would always wear a face cap, you know. Mm. But then with my baggy stuff and my black bag, which I bought one bag that I used from year one to God knows when, <laughs> I was just strolling. Ah, they're calling you. So I remembered one time, um, Linda Keji got into a fight in the Moremi bathroom. Jesus, I'm not supposed to say this. And a close friend of hers, one person was the one shouting, gong gong, in, an industry person, was shouting. Linda now, Linda used to use this um, Samsung Blue Eye Flip then. Mm. I had the 3310. She just called me. I don't know what's going on. I said, I'm coming. Ah, I now strolled in. 9 a.m. in the morning. No. I entered the bathroom. What's happening here? Ah, they said, look at your friend. You know, they were really body shaming her. And then she was like the hottest model then. I think they were just envious of her mm-hmm. and whatnot. But so I could, until they now, I think year three, they now knew that. I, one day I wanted to know, why are you going to call? Go back. Go back. I've been entering this all since. Bang. So all this while, did you know that you were? <laughs> yeah, one um, first semester year two, I could, you know, stroll in, stroll out as much as I could. All mm. the female hostels. I was nervous doing it, you know, but I just, people say, I'll buy you lunch. Let me call my babe. Oh, go and see, go and see this. Go and see what she's doing. What she doing? What she doing? Go and check. Go and check. Go and see Twitter. Go and just Twitter. Is she talking to anybody else? You know, ah, people use me to catch crews. Then I joined a theater group on campus in year one, theater 15. 
Mm. I mean, the likes of RMD, the late Francis, I go tell you baby face. That's why I met Tetsu baby face. Um, Kofi, Kayode Peters were all, that's why I met, you know, the clique. So joining that now was also another sweet escape because I wanted to do Mascom or law or theater arts, but they now gave me English education. That's curriculum studies by the gates. School teacher, me and Linda were in the same class. Why, why didn't you do creative arts? They didn't give it to us now. I didn't, I, I mean, of course, we didn't know anyone. So I had to do a change of course and they ended up giving me English education. Even Toin Lawani, which I always say this any day, anytime. That's when I knew Toin in school. We all, we all entered 98. You know, I just wow. see Linda. I said, who is this girl? I this girl must be my friend. But then Toin, Toin was always on the main campus. And I asked him, but you are in education. So, sit down there, I've changed. <laughs> I said, when did you change? Hey, I want to change. So, so like, Jare. And then Toke was in English as well. But, you know, right. Toke, it's so weird. It's a whole gang. He never spoke whilst we're in school. I'm sure she must have just always looked at him. <laughs> you know? And then Tosin Bokle, my cousin, God bless her soul. Tosin was in law at the time. So, we all just, you know, used to say, then Bumiolu lawyer was very nice to me mm. all the while in school she always just you know when I go to law to hang out she would always come to me and you know say nice things mm. so now in school now it was also different because let me even share this I've never said this anywhere I got harassed in the lecturer's office exactly what the lecturer thought I was a girl yes and it was one of those courses that you know one of those general courses I'm not going to say the course name so they asked us to submit our assignments and then they now said um they said, me, I should submit my own tomorrow. I said, thank God, though. They even gave me time. Because, you know, as an educationist, if you're mm. studying English education, you do in both. Yeah, yeah go to arts, go to education. Yes. So it was, it was very the lectures and everything. Yeah. And then we might have 8 to 10 in education. They're now 10 to 11 arts. So you're scrambling for campus shuttle or you have to walk or run. And, I mean, I didn't have a car at the mm -hmm. time. So one of those times, I wrote this, you know, paper. And then every time I wanted to submit, the lecturer said, don't worry, come. And he said, hey, this lecturer is nice. So one day I went. And he... I was like, so I want to say, oh, fine girl, come in. So I was stuck. Hey, if I now say I'm not fine girl, this course, <laughs> I filled it. So I entered, ah, well done, sir. Ah, ah, drop it, you know. And then, you know, he was just inching close. I said, hey, they me by millennial. If I should say, because already, he was already coming on. Not, not too strong, but, you know, I could, you know, I could fail. And I, we had heard gist about this particular lecturer. So I said, I've entered this one today. So, I was like, so how do I handle this now? I can't tell anyone, obviously. Mm. And I can't tell him up front. Ah, I'll be brought, so step back. And of course, I feel that course. From now, I'll be writing the course now, sir. So I'll just, by the door, doing like, uh, my what? <laughs> and I remember the naked priest up and I was just standing there. I said, sorry, sir. I just, it's a drop in there. How are you? Ah, how old are you? Just, you know, and it was coming close. And then he said the funniest thing ever. I can never forget that line. <laughs> and after that, I'm not going to say anything again. Just say, ah. So he now says, sit, sit on my lap. I says, I'm okay. And then he just stood in front of me and said, oh, yeah, come, come, yeah, come and make it go down. I say, sir, give me He said, I should buy your bag. I said, make it go, make it go down. So I, you know, I, I was, I was scared. I was really frantic. I was perplexed. Everything was like roller coaster of emotion. So I just said, I will come back, I will come back. He said, oh, yeah, go and your mother, the man, she be here. He left Fajeju. Like, you know, me, I'm yeah. acting all. Mm, sense. So when I came out, see, eh, everybody that greeted me, I didn't answer. I was just walking down the arts corridor, walking till I got to the car park. I was, and then when I got to the car park, now that's another reality for me. Marie boys every day decided that I would be, <laughs> so they, they used to throw me pure water and eggs. So that day was the egg throwing day. Because they used to throw pure water. Hey, they'll no, call me all names. They did, they did it to me. The F word, the G word. Hey, mm. I think they used to call me Miss Marie. Because I stayed in Marie <laughs> in year one. 
So one morning, though, across me, don't you bath in the bathroom because I was in the SGG governor's room, president's room. Mm. So he had his own personal yes, bathroom. Yes. So I was lucky. But then everything you asked, don't you need to bath in the bathroom. I said, no. Ah. <laughs> so I left the Mariri and started coming from my house. Mm. So I was on the queue. Ah, boys came out. They were insulting me, insulting, insulting. Next thing, the water started. Me, I said, people don't know what he's doing. Me, Pasha standing there. And then I was about to enter, bought the bus, and then one person had this, it's, you know, the last seat. So I had to wait in line again. Ah, they now brought eggs. So I felt like it was like shame from the, whatever, that, the episode that happened in the lecturer's office, the professor's office. Right. And then now this, I just went home. After when I got home. So I was always saddled with so much. And there was mm. never anybody to talk to. Mm. I couldn't share this with my parents. My mom was going through too much. Mm. My dad was busy looking for a job. And my sisters were younger. Then the cousins, they are waiting to fight us once we land every morning. So, And then I got into Unilag first. You know, one, some of my cousins, you know, repeated their classes. So already, there was already that beef of, <laughs> you know. So, and I couldn't stay off campus. I couldn't afford it. I'm sorry, I couldn't stay on campus. You know, even when I was in year four, so when they gave me best, I sold it. You know, and I started staying in my aunt's house, mm. opposite Unilag. Until one day, they told me that my hair is the reason why God is not answering their prayers in this house. So they threw me out as well. When they now threw me out again, my mother was even, my mother said, oh yeah, God is will throw you out. Don't blast in any cousin's mm. house again. Come so, back. You know, so I would say that I've always had to deal with so much. Even from, you know, and I had to do with it alone. Mm. Even when I was on the job, when I started VJing for, you know, the Sound City brand, it was weird. Every time there was, there's a popular producer, of, I don't know what he was, but every time I was on the red carpet, this guy would just come and start fondling me roughly. Brother, I Again, that job, I was holding on to the job dearly. So there was always that need to, let me not disrespect my senior. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I went to pee. Oh my guy, follow me at that toilet. So I've always had to deal with all those things without, there was just nobody to fight that battle. You know, which is why I'm always an advocate. No, no, you can't harass, molest mm. anybody under my watch mm. in this game. Oh, no, we we'll tear each other to shreds. Really, you know what is so interesting, right? If I was in your shoes and I was getting trolled and 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 harassed like that, I probably would have changed just to blending. But for mm. some reason, I, I can I have pictures. I've seen pictures from way back in Unilag. Your Originality has been intact since that time. Why you not change? We be say people they say you know what this was like that. Your hair still up. You're, like you were still Derrily. The brand like yeah. the Derrily brand has not changed over the years. It's still original. It's just refined why? Now. Why didn't you say you know what? So that I can just survive this lifetime mm. in Nigeria. Oh, let me just fit in because you always stood out. I got you. I think also. Um, I had limited resources at the time. So I had like two shirts, three jeans that I used to remix and wear back to back. But then when I used to get a lot of negative reception anywhere, I remembered, oh, there was even a time in school, you know, like just by that Senate building area. Mm. Maybe my friends are sitting. I don't say hi. People refuse to shake me. I don't shake homosexuals like, ah, I'm sorry, I put my hand down. Jehovah. So then I couldn't handle that then. I just, I'll be so burnt. I just put my hand down. Sorry. Mm. You know that kind of thing? Because again, you like, you don't know who's who. So I just, ah. I just didn't, I just wanted to just avoid stress. Now, again, for me, it hits me when, you know, I'm, I will walk in from the gates and maybe I'm walking down to main campus and then, you know, cars will stop and they will insult. Look at you. You are a disgrace. You are a man. And they will stone, they will throw something out of the car. So I got that every time. And I just felt, well, they must really acknowledge my existence. Then they now started beefing me in all those magazines. There was this popular magazine named Beef. You know, the first headline, they're really so stupid, he thinks like a girl. And they circulated it in class. When I go to class, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just see that. You know, and then there are times 
again, in education, I wrote all my courses outside. Even if a class is eight and I get there at 7.30, once the lecturer enters, the first person they look for is me. You, out. All my exams, tests. And I'm writing for Linda. Too, Why? So I'm writing the two. And they just hated the sight of, I don't know. And even when we had to do teaching practice, I remember that everybody was getting Suruleri, Akoka, Yaba. They sent me to Ijechatedu Grammar School, Okota. I can never forget. And they gave me SS3. My mates were in that class. The first day I entered that school, they said, I'm annoying. I'm annoying. I said, ah! Then they told the principal, make sure he cuts his hair. So I slicked my hair. As, you know, as flat as you know, I slicked it down, put plenty gel. Principal said, you're such a nice young man. Find your man, but you have to cut your hair. I said, ha! And this was year three. Pick of, you know, the modeling was happening that time. I just done um, the Fanta commercial, Fanta Pineapple, mm. when we just launched then. So I was, you know, ah, people knew my face. Ha! Ah, so I cut this hair. Ah, you have to if you're going to. Ah. And it was a five-unit course. I scraped my hair. Scraped. Then I got side teaching. I was teaching English. Doing good. My supervisors would come. They were really stunned, you know, because everybody had carried my gist around, showing Pepe. Then the girls now did not let me rest in the school. So now the girls not letting me rest. Everybody wanting to be Mr. Edwin's favorite. It, the boys now took it pee. In, the, that, in the school you teaching? In the school, though, he just started the grammar school, or Kota. It's called Ileiwe. There are like 12 schools in that compound. I have to quickly leave before school closes. The day they caught me at the bus stop. <laughs> ah, they wanted to beat me up. I said, hey. So I, you know, then the um, other time that I had to do teaching practice in year four, they sent me to QC. Oh, that was also another disaster. Every morning, the principal would just shout, Mr. Edwin, please, can you kindly leave this assembly ground? You know, because all the girls, you know, sniggering, sniggering and whatnot. But, you know, the thing now is, because I, I was just getting so much heat on campus, the only solace I had was like the fashion industry. So at that mm. time, I was a, you know, the tiniest model, at the, you know, just squeeze mm. in, you mm. know, and then now the models were very, oh my God, they were very segregational. The male models hated Oh no, male models are very mean me. and I'm saying it because I'm saying it to the camera because I was a model for a long time. They Ooh. are mean. They yeah. meant they were very mean what, are you what are you doing here? Mm. I don't know why this designer yeah. called you here. And then you see a lot of designers who were in that era where all they also added insult to injury. I remember a very popular one that was on the mainland. Then they said he had a casting. I went, mm. you know, hoping that maybe you just see me and like my aura. And then he was with a lot of other models. And I said, why is that one here? Who brought him here? I could hear all of them outside laughing. Ah, he said, he can't model for me. He's my friend now, by the way. He can't model for me, this one. So now, I, you know, bold guy. And I went up. I said, good afternoon, sir. You know, I'm here for the casting. He said, you look like a Somalian refugee. You cannot, you can never wear my clothes. What? Who brought you here? Everybody, mothers, now I laugh. Ah, everybody, I was just standing there. They clowned me to the to the last bone, to the last hair strand of my body. Come on, leave this place. There was also another time another designer on the mainland had a casting. I went. And the man just looked at me from head to foot. <laughs> and when they now went to shoot, so I was in his studio waiting. I hadn't eaten. I was scared to step out in case he would come back. So by the time he came back late at night, I'd waited for like twelve hours. He now came. He now said, "You are here. What are you doing here?" I said, "Sir, I know you have a fashion show coming." <laughs> Security, bundle this young man out. He's also a friend of mine, by the way. I can see I'm a forgiving soul. I, so so yes. this is my point. <laughs> you are actually taking me to my point. Why? It's like almost like, it's like every time that I hear your stories and things that, even people that have hurt you in the past, like it's like a gluten for punishment. Ah, mm. don't, these things don't break you. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm human. Oh, they didn't break you. They did break me at the time. Because I would go home and cry and wonder what I'm doing wrong. But you come back again. Yes, and, but I'll come continue. back. Because I don't know. It was just, I think God just had a narrative for me that you were 
that you go come this your family for mm. you have to be resilient at it. So I stuck at it. And even fast forward to even my sound city days when things were going good, you know, and I was like, you know, I was once you hear Dearly, once you hear Sound City Dearly synonymous with the brand. I remembered one time that, you know, I had a lot of people around me, but they were all suckers. I didn't know. So, you know, people were subconsciously living my life as if as if it was theirs. You know, people would still like there was a particular presenter who is no longer does media. And I used to carry him around a lot. He would go through my phone, steal numbers of very influential people, call them and say, I'm I need money, you know, and you know, get money off them and whatnot. When I found out, I mean I ended that friendship, but I forgave over and over and over. Mm. There was a particular one, and this is somebody you know very well, who used to hang around me a lot. I didn't think he was hanging around me for what's a good. I just always felt everybody was as positive mm. and as free-spirited and as, you know, very loving, loving as, as myself. So I met with like a consular person one time who invited me for dinner you know i went and then you know we had dinner ah, it was very nice we started a really good friendship you know we would always talk and what and then he now had to travel they transferred him so he traveled to another country you know and the relationship just so i just thought ah, my guy don't go anytime where i go to that country i go see him but then when this friend that i took there you know he was the one going behind saying you know things and then he was telling other friends of mine that this was his friend and i was, you know, you know when people are just purporting their your life mm. as their own, mm. you know, it, I had a lot of crazy scenarios where people would take numbers off my phone, call them and say, I give the referral and just let your imagination run wild. All kinds All of things. atrocities. So, now I'm, I'm naturally trusting. But then it's either are you naturally suspicious or naturally trusting. I became naturally suspicious after all. Ah! Mm. And now it's a lot more closed off for me. Mm. Now I'm more <clears throat> intentional about my space. Who infringes on my space? Who even mm. takes my time? I don't give my time out any house. I used to have done so much of that in the past. Mm. It's drained me so much. I realized that I'm a fountain and not a drain. But then in the process of being a fountain, to be, everybody be drained, just wants to yeah. drain. Yeah. So I yeah. said, even the... You know, the music yeah. channel I was working at, everybody, all the everybody was, oh, this guy is the popping guy. Everybody just wanted to, you know, take, 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 take. There was really nothing left for me at the end of the day, which is why when my working relationship with Sound City ended, I was left with nothing. And at that point, everybody just chilled. Ah, eh, you have slept there now, so it's not useful for us anymore. It's not instrumental. So nobody would help. When Channel Owner came back, everybody, everybody came, came back, back in full force. You know, but then I always just felt to me, let me, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to do what I love to do. And I'm going to help stretch a helping hand as much as I can. But I mean, why? Because that's the way I'm wired. <laughs> yeah, no. Tell me, sir, that's the way I'm and, wired. And this is, this is very honest for me because I've seen you over the years and I know yeah. that this is how you're wired. But yes. why? Because let me tell you. Um, I, that's the way I'm wired. Let me <laughs> tell you. Not for many let of me, my parents. It's let so me tell weird. you what I don't get this, right? Please tell me. I've been burned so many times, right? Yes. Yeah. And. I've been trolled, things have happened to me. And I know that over the years, I've started closing off, hmm. I've started guarding myself. But over the years, you've experienced more, more harm and yes. more trolling and harassment than even me. Yeah. But for some reason, you're still love and light. Yes. Why? <laughs> love and light all the time. Um, I would even pick instances of industry colleagues, you know. I remember the... And you see, the thing is, when my friends are doing something, you know, I throw myself into it. Let me give you a very recent scenario. So when I was going to clock 40, my close friends gathered and said, ah, they want to get me special gifts. And they reached out to a supposed best friend of mine. Like a very close friend, though. 
this is somebody who when, you know, they were starting their business, I threw myself in. Like, now I'm not expecting validation that you must do for me as I did for you. Mm -hmm. So when they call this person, oh, we want to get the really gift, we want to buy me a car. And then she goes, so he doesn't have a car. Why are you buying him a car? For what? I beg, I beg, I beg. You know, and this is somebody who has a lot of money, by the way. Mm. But now they call other people. People will say, oh, okay, I don't have money to give now, but I'll buy him something else. You know, when I later heard the feedback from all of mm. this, you know, I personally would not have acknowledged it because I don't like things like that. I don't go meeting other yeah. people from No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I can sort my bills myself. But they just wanted to surprise me, you know, at mm. the end of the day. And they reached out to so many people. That was when they also knew that, hey, so all these people you've been doing things for, everything now, Ojuaye. This is even somebody, the person they even reached is somebody I've known for years. I, to be honest, nothing hits me hard. That one hit me the most. Mm. Till now, you see, they pay me. Mm. But I just decided, you know what, let me just keep my distance. Now, did this person say to me, no, this is what I heard. Do I think this person said it? No. But then it kind of changed, you know. So eventually, my friends got me the car. It was shocking. I didn't even see that coming. Mm. Because, you know, I would want to throw myself in. So they got me a very nice, you know, Lexus. We celebrated it. Then Anna said, please, I need you guys to tell me who, who, and who, you know, brought money, made this happen so that I can thank everyone, mm. you know. And then, of course, they now started telling me about all the people they reached, people that were so excited to, ah, 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 eh? Yes, yes. Then, but then, that was like 15%. The 85, who are like my close, you know, allies, more or less, were just giving excuses. One person who I know, because my 40th was a day before her wedding, that's Tony Lawani. So he said, ah, I'm doing wedding. I don't have money. But she shoots for me. I told her, I said, girl, you ain't going to do I will pay for that shoot. You know, but it was just, you know, it was just a thought that yeah, counts. Yeah, I remember yeah. they called Funke Koti. I mean, Funke, Auntie Funke, you know, I love you too, bitch. FK said, I am not going to contribute, but I have what I'm going to give Derele. Mm. You know, so, and then months after, I called this friend of mine. Because when this friend of mine was 40, I planned a surprise, which was the year before. And that was during lockdown. But we planned this surprise. We pulled it off. Very nicely. So, not like I was saying. So, it just made me realize your validation for existence. Mm. So, I now called. I said, so you won't wish me a happy birthday. She said, oh, I, uh, okay, now let me now wish you. I said, no. I said, this is 40, darling. Like, it's major. I came to your 40th. I took it on my, like, we did a beautiful surprise. Like, mm. what's going on? I said, well, I, maybe status. I, I just didn't get it. But, you know, it's also made me realize that. <laughs> yeah, not for everyone. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's not only okay with me. It's amazing, you know. It hurts, but then, like I said, I'm not one to be wired to see because I did this for you, do for me. Mm. I do, and I go. I play my part, and I go. There's so many people, even that I know, that I'm instrumental to their success stories. But guess what? The moment they get what they want, Remove. I never hear from them. It's when we now see ourselves, I've been meaning to cry. I say, no worry, darling, it's fine. It's fine. And you are not become wicked? No, I can't. I just don't know how to be wicked. That's the thing. I'm sure. Now, wicked I, people just live long. Ago, <laughs> I don't know how to be wicked. I, know, I, know, I just don't I know. know how to be. I wish that there are times I want to just say, ah, the fuckery of this savagery, I want to be. I just, I don't have a mean bone in my body. Exactly. To be honest, to be very honest. The only people who get to see the mean bone that I think I got from my mother a bit are my siblings because they're my responsibility. So I go change them for my sisters. Even back in the day when, you know, Beverly and my sisters go to the club. Once the hype man is announcing my name, Omo Beverly will run out with my sisters. Once somebody called me from our church, I just said, your sister silver bed. Her skirt is so short. Did you see her? And I was very close to silver. I said, okay. And I went there. I saw them talking to boys. <laughs> my, one of the guys, because my sisters were, you know, they are back. They were backing me. Well, one of the boys in front of me, they said, your brother is coming. My sister didn't say a word. They went immediately, took cab and went home. They know. 
for there for woos you slap. So that's the part, you yeah. know, I'm a disciplinarian, but in the house, I just feel that I I shouldn't do that to someone else's mm, child. Mm. But I mean, a lot of people have. In this Burnt in you. this walk of life, mm. in this journey of life, as I've been navigating my way through life, mm. it's not only been family, it's been even colleagues. Mm. I would get gigs. And you know, I'm one of those people that will call names in a room filled with opportunities before I start mm. talking about myself. The moment I bring other people on, they will now look for how to now come me from the work. They did it to me recently. Jesus. There was a brand from Ghana that brought one of those nice bitters, you know. I'm, I'm sure people talking, well, they, they already get the gist. And then I started pitching. I was even saying at that time, let's have, um, you know, a very popular Fuji artist because, you know, he had this, uh, I, I don't want to go into the mantra, but I was giving names. Let's call them, let's call them. I was giving numbers. And then they now had a meeting. And then I told Wale, oh, yeah, call them. We we're supposed to go for the meeting. They were just stalling. The people that I called, that's the people I gave referrals. They were there now. They were in charge. Hey, don't come here. We are not ready for you. Next thing I saw, they were doing press conference. I said, hey. So when we now called, they said, maybe you should come and host the press conference. I was supposed to be the main ambassador for this brand. With the other people I was going to bring on board, you people outed me, took over the gig. Now put your own people there. And you are now rubbishing it in my face to come out. I said, no, don't worry. And I will pass. But I mean, we're still friends. Really. <sighs> yes. Because again, like I've said, I'm not wired that way. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't expect anything from people. No, me, I'm, yeah. me, I'm love and light too, but yes. there's only no, so no, much no, I, I can know, take. I you, you got your thing there's going on. There's only so much I can take and it, it just shows that, you know, <laughs> it, one of my friends, Lillian, calls you an angel. She says that, I think really is an angel. Like, I don't, I've never seen a human being like that. And shout out to Lillian because um, I share the same sentiments with her because, whoa. Because I know some of these stories. Yeah. That's why I keep asking like, are you, is this, is this, because it cannot, it cannot be an act because if you have been doing this for years, it means yeah. this is who you are. True. And there are not so many good people like you still, still alive. I have just, <laughs> I just, I just have to put that there. Yeah, but I'm, let's talk about Sound, Sound City. Yeah. Did TV presenting start at Sound City? Yes, it did. Yes. I didn't know that was an industry I was going to get into. I'd started acting, you know, like I was doing like stage and TV. So mm. the first opportunity I got to meet the CEO of Sound City was through his wife. I met her at the bus stop, Casino Cinema, near Lago Major. She said, come, young man. Just wrote a number. Then GSM just, numbers just came out. I know the number by heart. She wrote on a piece of paper. I called this person. They auditioning for everyday people. I think they might have a role for you. And today we shout out to you. And today we are to, by the way. Shout out to her. So I called the number. And the person said, okay, come to Ogba and come and audition. So they were auditioning for everyday people. Now, here's the thing. Olumide Owuru, I was his babysitter all through that set because Olumide played a little kid. He was little then and his mom left him in my care because, you know, his mom's, you know, mm. single mom was busy doing so much. So yeah. he had to stay with us on camp. I love his mom, by the Olumide, way. in short, at a point, said, say, are you sure this boy is not your, you know, your kid son, bro yeah. or your son? So from everyday people, then I now got on um, Sound City, you know, and Sound City happened by chance. They had gotten Ginny, you know, Ginny who did the song Ego, shout out to Ginny, mm -hmm. and a couple of other people had started doing it like terrestrially on like, you know, local TV. But now Sound City was going to expand. So they brought us on board. Now when they brought us on board, everyone had like different callings, you know. I just thought, ah, oh, they're going to give me something spectacular. But for where, I was, you know, the producer at the point in time, I think they were just nervous to put me on TV. They were not sure how it would be received. Yes, Maybe yes. they thought I was too flamboyant and yeah. outlandish. Like, say, be too much for TV. Mm, this one. And Nigerians ready for this yet. Forgetting that I had a portfolio of being on TV over the years. So I felt it wouldn't be new. But mm. then I became the errand boy in Sound City, writing everybody's scripts, running up and down, buying food for this one. You know, but then we all loved each other because I loved the presenters so much. It was like a new family for me. And then I still didn't get the program. The first show they sent me to do, Sound Sultan's um, EP, 
This was at the French Cultural Center, Alliance France. God bless his soul. When we came back, when we were playing the rushes, they insulted me. What is this? We can't put you on TV. You're a disgrace, blah, blah, blah. And every time we go to events, they're always shouting, you're a disgrace. I'm like, ah. They really yes. come back. Yes. You walked in a space where yes. they were telling you you're a disgrace. Yes. yes. And you kept... It was... The producers were always saying that to me. There was a particular producer. Now, who is my friend, by the way? You know, we're good friends now, but... Um, you're the friend of the world. Yes, yeah, so I'm friend of the world, though. Yeah. Mm. He would always, mm. like, he would scream. There was even a time... Now, here's the thing. I even mentioned it, you know. Um, Kemi Aditiba was one of the VJs with the Sound City Music Channel. And she could pick the shows she wanted to do. You know, I didn't have the liberty to do that. So, there was a show that they told her to go and do. And she was like, oh, she can't do it. You know, she, she can't be stressed. And then they now called me. They just called me. Where are you? I was like, ah, I'm in the studio. Because I used to sleep in the office then. I started staying in the office to see if, you know, I wanted to work. You really wanted to... I wanted, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to even impress my boss as well. I wanted him yeah. to see reason why he had employed me. I wanted to prove a point. The others were getting it so effortlessly. It just wasn't working for me. How come the one that said, no, be village people. Matter follow me, come here. Mm. So when they called me, I was like, on my way. So I got dressed. This was a Sunday. I didn't know what was happening. I just ran, got into a cab. I used to use this um, Sony Ericsson flip phone then. Mm. In my haste, I forgot the phone in the car. So when I came out, I was like, my phone. I just saw Kemi. Kemi said, hey, I don't know this. And it was like a movie premiere. I think you can do it. I was like, eh. So the producer just said, don't ask me a stupid question. Just go and start. So I now went. This was a movie premiere, The Widow by Kinsley Ogoro. Stella Damascus was lead. Mm. You know, so this was at Planet One. Planet One was launching that place with that premiere. Now, first time ever in movie premiere, they had like a crowd of fans screaming. So those people were screaming. I didn't know why they were screaming. I was like, I think we should calm down now. The next thing, he just said, oh yeah, yeah, start, start, start. I was like, start. I was looking around. What's happening? Where you start? You know, like you're screaming at me so much. Why are you a presenter? Why are you here? You should know what to do. I was like, you know, and it was always about the fear of asking questions. Too. So, yes. Yes, because yes. I was worried about that. If I ask now, would I look, will it deem me incompetent? So I'm not ready for this job. I'm not seasoned enough. Okay, so let me just chest this in. I've been chesting so many things all my life. Let me just chest this in. As God will have it, we just had like commotion. Somebody was arriving. I saw bodyguards. I saw, I just knew this was like a political figure. I just didn't know who. At the time, Ashiwaji was, you know, Bola, Ametin Musabola mm -hmm. was the governor. So his wife was the matron, the chair lady of the day. So Chief Olu Remitinbu was on her way. She was already coming up the carpet. And then the police just shouted, get ready and action. And then the woman was coming with bodyguards. She was coming. I was, my heart was in my mouth. Because this was your first yes. opportunity to prove yourself. Yes. What, what do I ask? What's happening here? I don't even know. I'm seeing widow, widow, kidney widow. What is going on? And then when she just came, she was coming, you know, she, people, ah! So I just put my foot forward. I used to have this pair of shoes that was like, you know, platform size. I put it forward. She, she looked at me. I said, mom, if you don't talk to me, I'll, I'll not remove my leg. She now laughs. Ah! She now just touched me. Okay, so, so I, I used to ask her what's going on, mm. you know, and then she answered. And I just, you know, so I asked, the first question I asked was, if I was your son, what would you change about me? Ah, she now looked at me, this hair, eh? So I just got attention. I was like, okay, yes, I have the first laser. So I started asking questions and we had a brilliant time talking. Mm. And then that foiled me. Everybody was coming. I was, you know, even when Genevieve came, you know, that's the first time. I knelt and said, Genevieve, marry me. And she said, yes. You know, my princess was like, you are fraternizing with them. Stop it. Stop getting close to them. I was just like, whatever. I'm the one on this, holding this mic. I felt like the mic was my power then. And then the red carpet was over. Time to go and watch the movie. Everybody entered, you know. You know, I, I, I just felt like I'd done something, but I didn't know what I'd done. Mm. You know, he was still screaming at me. You know, you're getting close. You're spoiling the frame. You're ah. 
And guess what? All the people that were cheering on the side, the fans, they saw this brother screaming at me. But they didn't understand it. So Kemi just said, oh, you know, I have to go now. I have something to do. So Kemi Adesiba left. So I now sat. I didn't know what. I was just sitting. Next thing, there was commotion again. The first lady was leaving. They were pushing everybody. The next thing, she now entered her So I was even trying to say, ah, thank you, ma, but they didn't look my way. So when she entered her I think she looked and she saw me sitting. She now sent one of her protocol officers to call me. Nakim said, her excellency is calling you. I say, hey! I just put my hand on my head. I don't want. Because I thought maybe I was too familiar. You've did it, so yeah. Went, so I said, I'm so sorry, man. She said, hold on. Have you, how long have you been doing this? I said, mommy, this is actually my first job. Um, my first day on the job. She said, what? You look like you, you're destined for this. She now said, wait. I have something for you. She, just, she gave me 50k. This was 50k in 50, 50 naira notes, like bondu. Mm. Just gave me. Well, I just quickly put it inside my shirt, under my arm. Bim! Ah! I said, my salary is 45k. Mm. Did somebody give me? I just put it like this. Bim! And then when I went, the principal was shouting, What did you go and tell her? What were they asking you? You see, when I tell you, you just be talking, Who saying was nonsense. This producer. He's popular, but we will just leave his name for. And then I just smiled to myself. I said, And now guess what? I went back, you know, I was very happy about it. Now, for every event that came to the Sound City brand, every telecoms, anything, if it's not Derele, nobody else. How did that happen? It, it, from that show, when it went on, now, guess what? They now said they had to be cutting me out of shots every time. So, after I did that widow, I started going for events back to back. But anytime I interview people, I only see my gloved hand. I said, I got, <laughs> I got, I got the politics of the, yeah, I cut him, cut him off, cut him out. You know, so, he did that, they did that every time. Then eventually, when I now started, you know, doing more branded events and whatnot, you know, everybody started to see. And then we did this MTN Sound City Campus Storm. I'll go on campuses, everybody will go wild. Ah, ah. You know, they started to see the power. You know, my boss started to look at me differently. Yeah. And then even when I got to interview Beyonce, I did not... You interviewed Beyonce? Yes, now. Stop. Hold on. Beyonce was sitting like this. I was like, this is Beyonce here. Beyonce was like, why are you this close to me? I said, they will cut me out of this shot. <laughs> she said, they will do that to you, sweetie. I said, yes. I was like, this is Beyonce. I was like this with the mic in her. It's a lie. She said, I'm not kidding. You're a gangster. After the Disney Festival, I ran into a car. And she noticed me because I was singing all the songs and whatnot. Mm. But I didn't tell anybody the rushes I had gotten. I just told my camera to shut up. Cameraman, when we now got to the studio, everybody was talking, oh, Snoop Dogg said hi to me. You know? And then they now looked at me. So what did you bring? I just told my cameraman, run it. There was a monitor there. Play. Let's go, baby. And I was just quiet. Because everybody was saying, oh, I got Snoop Dogg. This is wavy, you know? All the girls, ah, I spoke, and I interviewed Ciara too. Because Ciara's one was swift, but Beyonce's one, I was in a car. She allowed me to enter, they made Jay-Z wait. Because Jay-Z was in the other car. She was sweating, she even gave me a towel. You know, as Beyonce did. But it was the fact that, you know, that's why I'm like, you know, I'm a staunch member of the Beehive. Nothing anyone can say. Mm. So we all kept quiet. They were showing, showing, showing their stuff. All the shout-outs they did, you know, the Nigerian artists they interviewed. And everybody just looking at me. <laughs> just wasted our time there. When I played that, Everybody was quiet. Hmm. Quiet for one hour. A moment. Nobody said. It was a moment. It felt like an hour, but it must have been a few minutes. But nobody said anything. We didn't get to really broadcast that interview because, you know, this day also had their own. They wanted to broadcast. So we were like really forward in yeah. showing the first day. But it changed. It changed from then on. And then I would travel. Then I now didn't have a life. I would travel. They would call me. Where are you? Get on the next flight. I remember going to Barbados. I was in um, Atlanta. At, as I say, Atlanta. From Atlanta, I went to Barbados. They called me. The consulate came. They, you need to get back. Your office people need you now. 
But then I looked at my other presenters and they didn't resent me for it because they knew what I had gone through before I got there. I was the first one who got an official car because when I started taking buses, they started harassing me at the bus stop. And they were writing it in the papers. I saw Sound City as big as this boy. You people can't give him a car. They wrote it. I didn't say it. So basically... Because you had become successful outside of work, yes, they, they had to just adjust Which to was you. one of the reasons why they got rid of my ass too, because they felt I got bigger than the brand. Yes, actually. I didn't see that coming, but I mean, that's fine. That's another story from that day. So I think that, you see, they, they underestimated me. I mean, it still mm. happens to me now. My portfolio of work is still undervalued and undermined. Because now, you would have um, people comparing me to all kinds of people now. Yes. You know, and yes. then they would bring yes. that in so much at a point, I would just say, I would just, I mean, laugh it off again and refuse to have enemies because I'm not built to have all enemies. But mm. it feels a certain kind of way to know that for someone like me who like revolutionized the red carpet culture in Nigeria, I remember days that I would go to events, no kidding, governors will arrive, everybody will rush and they will have a protocol person come to me and say, the governor would like to speak to you. And it would just be me. Once I do the interview, they would just enter. It it didn't it not it, guess what it wasn't a boost for me it was a boost for my channel that's what I thought yes because I was excited I was getting all this content for the channel I was so happy and finally hey. they will take you seriously yes. yes you know so I was happy about that so I was and so now I was walking back to back they wouldn't give me a brief just go to this event go there at the point we even sweep the red carpet I was set up quickly you know and we're just always always I was on every red carpet every mm, show true in true. and out of Nigeria true I was and then for me because I also just wanted to throw myself into enjoying the momentum. I was always out every time. I was at every party. I was, mm. Every night, we go to like six clubs in a night. And I'm, I'm not a drinker, but I was more of a dancer. Mm. So I'll get on the dance floor and I'll dance, 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 dance. At the point, we'll have people from my office come and drag me off the dance floor. Like, you shouldn't be doing this, you know? So I felt, and I felt like, wow, I'm indispensable here. You know, they increased my salary from 45K. They increased it to 120. It now became 150. I was the highest earner. And I had a company car. You know, but I was working because we now started the Sound City magazine. I was like head writer. We started Spice TV. Now that's when I brought Adams, VJ Adams to assist me mm. with Spice. You know, I also brought Pearl and Moita Baby on. But that's, you know, let's not go into all of that. So now I was doing so much for the brand. Even the one we know concern me said, they'll carry me, they'll send me there. Sound City Spice on TV, Televista, Village Square. Mm. Ah, So I was a bit worried how the other presenters would take it. Would they hate me for this? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like the one who, you know, Everybody's when we go out, I'm the one everyone wants to photograph. I'm the one, but I think they kind of understood the journey. And then when we're doing the MTN Sound City Campus Storm, if they undervalued me, they saw it. Before I come out on stage, there's this tsunami. Chaos. Funny enough, I ran into some throwback pictures. I'm going to post them tonight. You know, and all the artists, everybody, from the band to P-Square to now, but if P-Square is traveling, the African tour, I used to follow them. Oh, because they wanted the Sound City Cup. Yes, they, yes, yes. They, and, and everybody now knew who I was in all these places. You know, so it didn't get to my head. You know, I just felt I was doing it for the brand. So when mm. the brand got rid of me, that's another thing that hits me below the bed. Like, ah! What did, what did that do to you? And your confidence? It broke me completely. It did. I didn't have anything to my name. I had zero Naira because, you know, we're not paid. As, and I used to use my personal money for production. So I felt I always get it back. Yes. You get nothing was documented. The car that I'd been paying for was taken from me as well. So I resorted to taking yellow taxes. And then my sisters were in private schools at that time. So I was stuck. I was very stuck. And you were already on a pedestal. Yes. So now it's, you know how the mighty have fallen? And then I was now living from hand to mouth. I remembered um, a friend of mine. Um, I lent his car. 
because I wanted to host something for um, a, a popular eatery. They usually have children's day. And they were paying me like the quarter of a million, which was good money at that time. Mm. So I was, you know, desperate to get that money because that's it. Yes. I was from hand to mouth. Yeah. Only for me. I got this guy's car. They sent me all the way to Festac for this event. Now, on the way, there was traffic. So a comedian already started the show. You know, you know comedians. I don't know. Ah, mm. eh, the host is not here. Long story culture. Whiskey closed. I remember that he had just done holla at your boy at the time. They paid everybody. And I said that they can't pay me yet because they paid everyone. But that me, I should come back for my money the following week. I said, ha, people should not do this to me. And I need this money. But I couldn't express that. And then the owner of the car started insulting me. Where's my car? Where's my car? Where's my car? I said, ah, this person knows that. I said, I return this car in the morning. Because I didn't want to drive the car. It was a bit flashy. So we had to stay somewhere in Festac. And then now leave early in the morning. Came and took his car. was insulting me and saying all kinds. He's my friend till date anyway. And I now got him, you know, so he's now a popular talent manager and he learned the ropes from us. But, you know, that aside, I just, it, I hit rock bottom. Now, I now became a laughing stock now in my family again because I was still living in this family house. I was still hustling because I was out a lot. I was staying in the office. They didn't see me. So now that these people had, and they, you know, brought the police to arrest me, Panty, you know, Panty. Who brought police to arrest you? Office people. It was signed. I went, so when they took me to the station, as God will have it, you know, most of the police officers, I taught their kids in that primary school I was working at. So they recognized me. Ah, they're really waiting up now. You don't become star. Oh. Hey, this is my picking at this secondary school. Oh. This one, you know, they say, what's happened? What's happened? They say, there's a petition. Petition. Oh, God, they go to your house. Just give us the car. They say they want their car. And I tried to explain, oh, I paid for the They said, no, 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 that there's no documentation to that effect. Just So I just... You know, I've not really shared this story. I just, you know what? I left. So I went home. had to pick my life from scratch, more or less. And everybody wanted to know what transpired. What transpired? Even the other VJs, when I told them what transpired, that day, I had an event that I was supposed to do for Sound City. I went. I saw the other VJs. This same day that I was arrested, I saw the other VJs. When I told them what happened, they were shocked. Come back. Eh? Come back. Because they thought I was the apple of my boss's Come eye. Come back. Yeah, you heard me. The and day this, that she went to Panty. Yes. This event was at Tribeca. If you remember Tribeca. I went. I even co-hosted it. You are in the glutes of a punishment. I, I, be, I know. Oh, so, <laughs> Dele, what was going on in your head when after leaving Panty, you're like, yeah. oh, let me shower. Yes. I just felt the show must go on. And so I dressed up. I was, guess what? When they came to pick me up, I was wearing contact lenses in the bathroom. So when they, with contact lenses, I wore it properly. Went to Tribeca, but I took a yellow cap this time. And then did the show. I saw the other videos and I told them what happened. They were like, because they always thought I was like the apple of my boss's eye, mm. untouchable, you know, and everything. Once I want to start a new show, is there really? Once they're doing the awards, I'm the one, I'm running helter skelter, mm. booking this person, booking that person, arranging this, you know, and whatnot. And, and I'll still get to host, you know, and do all that underneath all of that, you know. And let me even tell you this small story. I remember when um, Uti went for um, Big Brother Africa, the first one that he got evicted. Now, that first one, we were planning the awards. So I now wrote his name down as an award person. I remove it. This one that went and disgraced us in the sun, you know. Remove it, remove it. They were just talking anyhow. I said, ah. So, and I'd already told Uti. And Uti told me that he has bought new suits. So Uti was not even sure. Uti said, hey, don't forget me. Don't. Mm. I said, don't worry, Uti, I got you. I made sure that Uti presented that award that night. Because I was in charge. It was my event now. You know, I made sure. He did. It was good. You know, we, I even have a picture. I, saw, I stumbled on the picture today. And then, they, I got a query for that. But guess what? The following year, he went for Big Brother All-Stars and won. They now reached out to him to come and host the awards. I was like, the, hypo, the fuckery of the hypocrisy of it all. But I, I later told him years after. I said, Shay, you know, mm. this is what I went through. But then, by the time I was leaving, 
That was when he had won the show. Mm. They reached out to him. They wanted him to host the main event itself. And he did. You know, so he called me immediately. Ah, did he called me. Make I come host this thing, though. Ah, hey, now wow. Mm. What do you think now? Make I do. I wasn't going to spoil that moment for him because I was already... I'd already gone through that phase. A lot of people didn't know I was out because I didn't come out to the media to say, police, oh, then, you know. Ungrateful people. So I just left it at that. And then he did the show. And it's the, show, the show is still running until now. Let's talk about rock bottom for you. Yes. Post Sound City. Hmm. Before Channel O. Channel yes. O was an eye-opener. Because, and that's why I would always, always give Antibiola Labi all the hype in the world. She saw the pain in my eyes when I went to Multi-Choice that day. So many people had auditioned for this Channel O gig. Big names that you know. Artists, OAPs, actors, actresses. I was the last person to get there. And then I just saw the list. I said, ah, all these ones came here. It's not my work. <laughs> so they now said, oh, I should come into the... And that was the day I was going for that Children's Day event. I told you I borrowed someone's car. That's mm-hmm. why I went late. So I, I entered the room. I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm leaving from hand to mouth presently. So I need to go. You said that? Shows. Yes, I told them. Abi looked at me, but and then they had all the foreign multi-choice execs in the building, the African, you know, mm. representatives. So they told me to, I did my, I didn't even look at the script. I said, so I did it. Then when they finished, they now called me into another room. Biola Labi now spoke to me. What happened? You know, very motherly tone. Me, where I don't bottle this thing up. My dad will not understand. You boss, Who will I tell? You boss cry. I know boss cry. I'm hard though. I, I know. No, I cry. know that you're hard. Yes. Yeah, so ah. I just, I can't talk. I talk, talk. She looked at me. Then the lady from Uganda, Leslie Kasumba, I mean, I love her to bits. She was mm. a channel old person. She was working in SA, but she's Ugandan. Mm. And then she looked at me too. Mm. And then I said, okay, so can I go now? So I quickly ran to do that show. I got the money for that show like weeks after. So when they now called me for this, they, that they need me in SA, they need me to come. Ah, I said, eh. So <laughs> me and I went to the airport. I was now in economic queue. I was standing, you know, waiting, you know, I did wait. Now in protocol person, just come meet me. I'm sorry, you're not supposed to be here. I said, so, guess what? I now thought again. Imposter syndrome. So I'm not supposed to be here. See? Oh, said, you're preaching. I said, wait, though. So now, do people now want to now come and spoil it for me here again? I'm not supposed to be here, BT Bible. Okay, so, so, so you but know. I didn't get it. You know, you know. They told me I was on the wrong queue. They are dealt with you so much. Yes. That even when you're about to do channel, or oh, you even think you're deserving of, of business. It. I didn't even think I was deserving of anything. Jehovah. Because I felt that any job that came in my hand was give me the money quick, quick. So whatever price you gave me, I would do it. Just give me. Even. A close friend of mine said, I hate these days that if you want to do show, they can even get you for free or almost nothing. And when they pay your flight, they try to give you one, thank you for coming on Aurarium. I looked at the person that was telling me, you that you are, you are loaded to the core. Hey, you can't blame me. Now. No, no, you are really bringing yourself down. I mean, you're really, you're, you're shortchanging yourself. Because it's so easy for them to look from the outside yes. and judge you they, that I, has I, family I've been, to I've been judged all my life. And... I'm still even being judged to this safe. You know, so... And but not on this, not this moment, but I mean, yeah. even before here. And the guy just told me, oh, you're not supposed to be here. So I just already said, mm. and I said, no, no, you're on the wrong queue. You're supposed to be on the business queue. Mm. I said, what? Because I was standing in Columbia yeah. studio. He said, no, 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 please. We, we were sent to check you in. Ah. So everything went seamless. I got to SA. They lodged us at the Santin Sun. I was on like the 14th floor. I was in shock. I was just praying. Is this really for me? Mm. Or is this going to be? And then they just, there are times in channel, oh, we might not even work for a month, but the pay was steady and it was in dollars. Like, and then guess what? Grace. You know, when you are, <laughs> when you are blessed, you are blessed too. Mm. Grace, in, when I was with channel, oh, I was the only VJ that was going to every other African country. 
If they're having an event in Ghana, oh, we request, it really must be there. Mm. The brands, Vodafone, Vodacom, all these events, there was even one that I didn't even know Wycliffe remembered me from when he's come to Nigeria. When Wycliffe was coming to show, Wycliffe said, that guy, you know, would go to TZ, Tanzania, I'm the one that would go. Mm. We'll go to Kenya, we'll do like major shows, I'm the one. And they will have other VJs in all these countries, but I will be the one to, you know, like it was just, it was tremendous. And they, went, they, wanted, they wanted to set up Channel O in Nigeria. You know, I don't know what went wrong, but at that point, I'd started to find my footing. But then they believed, you know, and because Biola Labi gave me, you know, Thumbs up. The, the mileage to mm. do it. Now, it kind of backfired on my face again because the first time I was to ever do the AMBC Red Carpet Live, um, this was when my late friend had passed. Goldie had passed on in 2013. Yes, yeah. So the um, AMBC, the first ever was like a month after. So, or two months after. So I was just, she died in February. This was like April, May. So I was just, you know, Biola Labi said, you can do it. Don't worry. I'm going to book you at the ECO. For a week, just come there, just you know. So I was scared. I was like, that was like going to be like my first outing. Will everyone now say, yeah, your friend passed on now? Yeah, you know, I, I was just thinking about a lot of things. Yeah. I also felt like I didn't need to be there because I felt like, you know, but long story cut short, I did a tremendous job. I was the main person who got there. That was even the one that I asked them, Genevieve, if your underwear could speak, what would he say to you? Mm. And she was like, ah, uh, you left me at home. You know, it was funny. We had so many moments, you know. Yeah. That was the first ever AMVC. And then they now brought me on stage to present an award. The South Africans were insistent. I was like, no, I don't want to go on stage. I just want to go back to my room. No! They now put me on Funola of Fiebe. We made, we, that was when my first line ever of saying, if you don't want your children to look like me, mm-hmm. make, because when we came on stage, nobody was clapping. So I now said it. If you don't want your children to look, everybody, like, it was a winning moment. Anyway, so the following year, I was called on to do it. But then power had, power had changed hands. So I'm Biola that we had, you know, left. She had resigned. And then, I don't, I don't know maybe if the new people were feeling me or not. You know, I just didn't mm. get it. But then it was a disaster. And then I was in a way cancelled. Yes, I mean, I, this is a story I've never about shared. It, I was somehow, somewhat. I had to work with other people this time. And I think everybody just wanted to shine, you know. And for me, I do a lot of research before doing, like if I'm hosting an award show, red carpet or not, I know every category. I know every name. I know what you're about, you know? So I was covering up for a lot of lapses whilst, you know, it was mm. going on. You know, it was something, that, but then I was never called back again for it. And I knew that, well, you know, maybe just felt I was a bit too much, you know, that sort of thing. And mm. this was something that the first year, trust me, I, you know, and um, one of the reasons why Auntie Muabudu and I are really good friends still dates, you know, because I'd known her when she started, mm. you know, the... Um, when she started Moments with Mo. I was one of the people that got out of her. She, I used to just harass her. Mm. And then when she came for that show, I was the only one that knew that she was starting Ebony Life TV. I asked her on the red carpet. She was shocked. She messaged me the next day like, thank you so much. How did you know about this? You know, that sort of thing. So I always would do my extensive mm. research. So when I don't get that energy bouncing off somebody else I'm working with, or, you know, I, I guess, you know, we all have like different narratives and different um, questioning mm. techniques. I don't think it went down well with the, you know, powers that be. So, you know, they just said to, you know, this, so the following year, I invited myself. That's when I wore that gold dress. Ah, uh, let's talk about that gold dress. You know that why I wore gold that gold number. dress? You know what? Why, really? You did not call me to come and host your red carpet the following but. year because you cancelled. But I will now show you that, eh? Me, self, I go collect on a show from Munaha. That's all everybody remembers. When I entered, I people thought I was a South African. That was nominated. I walked to the front. I sat down in the front. 
with the dress and I had a mask on. So people, who is this one? So people were taking, and guess what? One of the first people I met coming out was Toke. Toke was coming out of the room. So me and Toke took pictures. Toke was like, Are you Elena? You are I said, Yes, Emini. Ah, ah, I show you Leo. I said, Yes. <laughs> and that outfit, I just went somewhere. I said, and I said, Bring it. Even Wally and I were like, Can you wear this? I said, mm. Wally, I wear it. So now I went to the event. That audacity, where's it from, please? Which one? The audacity to wear a dress like that. Because I felt like they made me feel unwelcome, you know, mm. after that one. And I said, I will welcome myself. Now I've gotten to my shamelessness level. Now, like, you can't, what? You want to suppress me, put me in a box, I'll jump out of it. So I went to that event. And then you see, when it was time for the after party, I was the first person that opened the dance floor. I showed them how to dance in a dress. Even everyone was like, ah. so the moment I left, I remembered one of the MDs coming to meet me. Saying, I hope you get paid for these things you do. Because what is this? <laughs> I just laughed. <laughs> yes, I just laughed. I, and I did laugh and I shrugged my shoulder. No lie. To make him look my back. Said it's in the backless. Ah, yeah, I love it. Can. He said, no, he came and it was a lot of, it was sarcasm, but I could detect the wonderment yeah. in it. Like the guts. Yes. He said, ah, this thing you are doing, I hope they are paying you for this because I said, <laughs> and every picture I took, I did show back. Now, it wasn't because I wanted to create I wanted to arrest attention or create like a moment in time. Mm. Nah. For me, I was not going to let that system get to me. Yes. And I said, I will go wear what I want to wear and still own the show as I would always do. And I, did, I, did, I was not on any stage. I was not on anything. Because the one that we did after the first AMBCs, we went on stage as well. So I, it just, I could tell that this person was rest even when so I, I apologize i sent an email that you know i know the um interviews didn't go well they were like no no it's fine you know and whatnot and um i remember that echo and i worked together i eventually even i reached out to her i apologized to her i said mm. i felt like maybe our synergy didn't work but then i also heard there was so much oh you know i'm like fame hungry mm. you know like um i want all the attention to myself mm. a, a lot of people misjudged me for, you know, how it played out. Because I'd done the first one seamlessly and beautifully. Also, at a very low point at my life where my friend had just passed on and everybody was accusing me of killing her or having a hand in her death. So, I was dealing with that. So, and again, like I deal with these things on my own. There's really nobody to start telling. Mm. Nobody, I don't think anybody cares. So, I just said to myself, you know what? I think it's just a time where I should just express myself the way I want. Live my life the way, whether I'm called or not. And I only go to places where I'm celebrated and not tolerated. Mm. Now, that's one of the things I've learned because I always was everywhere. Yeah. Every time. Not I mean. because I wanted to be seen, but because I felt like I owed it to the person to be mm. there. Everybody mm. will invite me for things. I can't say no. Mm. I'm like, I will come through, I'll come through, I'll mm. come through, I'll come through. But then it was draining. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm trying so hard to please so many people. Mm. I'm forgetting myself in the process. Why, why do you think that there was a need to please people even when you, when you knew that they were not even trying to be welcoming? So you see, we'll take it back to like my Childhood. early days. Okay. I did not get all of that attention growing up. Mm. I'm not an attention. Now the thing is, people also mistake it for maybe I'm attention hungry, I'm an attention seeker. No. I didn't get all of this growing up. And then when it started to come to me, like I would say fame, I didn't really know how to deal with it. Yeah. But I was just going with the flow. Mm. And as long as I was making people happy and you know, mm. people wanted to be associated with me. Mm. Yeah. So... For all the while I was getting all of this attention, I thought I misinterpreted it for, for love, for love, for respect and regard. Mm. But I will be very honest with you, I am the most disrespected human in Nigerian showbiz. Take it or take it. I am the most disrespected, the most disregarded, you know, and I get it hot, hot. Mm. People just don't know. 
you know, there are places where, like now, a regular straight acting male, you know, would land a gig. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have done that job 10 times better. I've done it before. But when I'm called back on the job, I have to prove myself again. Yes. Even with my portfolio of work and wealth of experience mm. and how I will finish work the first time I did the job. Mm. But there's always that, and you have to prove yourself again. So now it's something that, you know, effeminate guys have to go through. Mm. I think it's an industry thing. Mm. Or it's in life, generally. We mm. have to work twice as hard to not only prove a point, but prove why we exist, yes. why we're here, why you should why be hired. You must hear us, why we must be hired, and why our deliverables are top-notch. You know, once my name comes, you know, there's always that, you know. But then, because again, I, I'm a hard worker, you know. That's why I've not been able to recline and yes, say, I'm going to... I'm round the clock. Now, I've just started learning how to take time off for myself, mm. you know, and just do the things I want to do. And I tell, even Wally and I, we have arguments, I will not step out of my house now because I'm like, oh, please don't stress me, that kind of thing. Now, don't stress me, don't stress me. If I used to be so stressed for people, mm. yeah. So, when did you finally make this decision to say, you know what, I don't try for now? It's in now. my 40s, though. I told you I'm a late bloomer. I've been, well, not late in life, but I've been late with, with like, my self-realization yes. and self-actualization. Yes. Self-discovery started early mm. because I found myself at a young age and I knew, okay, I have to hustle, mm. you know? But then my hustle was family-oriented. I mm. need to take my family to the next level. It was like a responsibility thrust upon me that I was not expecting I had to mm. do with it. But now, for myself now, it just started in my 40s. I am not kidding you. Which is why you said it to me one time. I like how intentional you are now. You told me. Yeah, yeah said, I reached I'm out. Saying, you reached yes, out to me. Even, I something... spoke to, I spoken to Wally that, you know, yeah. Wally was very insistent that, you know, we've stopped all those so free. He yeah, said Wally all those so, fight. All those so oh. I feel like Wally <laughs> was like, you know what, they really stop being for the Christmas. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Mother Teresa I, for the I mean, Christmas also, I cannot also blame you because that's your personality. Yes, it is. I'm, I'm still wired yeah. like that too. I'm, and that's why I'm happy that you have Management that you know can separate generally the lover and the Father Christmas. So no, but I feel like now that I know that you're in a different space now. Yes, I can tell that you're in a different space. It was a long journey to get here, Mm. a very long journey. And if I could look back now and tell my younger self, you know, Mm. like you're not going to be accepted no matter how hard you try at first. You're going to be cancelled so many times. You're going to be, you know, even like I said, cancel culture and whatnot. When I read about these things, I just laugh because (laughs) I'm 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 bear the brunt of it all. I've been places where I've heard, you know, and you know, there was time Tokyo was sharing a story with me that, oh, you know, sh- um, there was a job and they were like, oh, don't, you know, employ. Even Idia said that thing to Chudi once. I'm like, oh, this one that, <laughs> I think they should come and hear my own side, my own version of events. Ha! Hey? Even when I wanted to get my channel old job, they were called repeatedly not to employ me. Who are these people? Yes. Are these... I mean, they're out there. They're and these are people that smile with you and laugh. Of course. And here's the crazy thing. I'm so spiritually inclined. I know them. I know them. I do. But I, you, I treat them with love. I don't, I'm not going, I might, maybe there are one or two people, as I said to you, that I've just um, reclined a bit mm. from. There are a lot of, you know, close industry mm. friends and allies that, you know, acquaintances that I've just kind of reclined because maybe the energy is not forthcoming. I work with energy and I just see, mm, you're just with mm. me to get what you want and you've gotten it now. It's fine. Okay, yeah. So I'll just recline. But I don't recline again too much. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. Trust me. Mm. A lot of people think I'm wild, freaky. I am very aware. I'm the most observant person. I read energies once I entire place. I can't tell what the people behind me are doing safe as I'm looking at you like this. But mm-hmm. because I'm a good judge of character, I mm. would not judge. I would just take it as it comes. I give people so many chances, yes. so many back-to-back, mm. back-to-back, and it's thrown in my face. And 
even like I said, when, you know, like my portfolio of work, it feels undermined at times. I see a lot of things that people say about me. Even rec- I just, there was yesterday, I just put up a nice picture. I was celebrating my mom. I haven't seen my I mom in a picture, while. Yeah. So I just, these are pictures I took back then. I was just to, I wanted to replicate something Indian, yeah. you know? And I felt like anybody who still understand the artistic angle, mm. I have never dressed up fully as a woman. I still retain my bed. People don't, you know, quite understand. Yeah. They feel like I'm, a, I'm not a cross-dresser. But they just don't get it. But anyway, whatever let's, narrative let's, let's you get in let's, let's get into yeah. this cross-dresser. So, you were generally the star at the time where cross-dressing, it even makes sense to Nigeria. Yes. Now, it's okay to say, you know, well, there are few cross-dressers. This is art. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Everybody's social media, everybody's woke now. So, even if you came for a cross-dresser, they were like, what's that? What's that? You understand? And they, you have the like of, likes of new school cross-dressers, yeah. right? But for some reason, there's a nasty comparison that happens between you, who has been working as an industry person, with these new newbies, I would True call that. them. How does that make you feel? At the very onset, now, first things first, I feel flattered and complimented when people compare me to other people. Oh, oh, they really did it first and whatnot. Mm. Or they really did not do it first. I really don't care for all those things. Mm. They're not, those opinions don't, are not my reality. You know, but now, when you undermine my work and, it, and you now make it look like I'm clamoring for attention, mm-hmm. that there, is, there was a time, you know, I, there was something I was working on and we put it out and they said, oh, I'm putting it because I want it to synchronize with what somebody is doing and I'm jealous that this person is getting attention. That's the side of me that people don't know. I'm not jealous of other people's progress or success. Mm-hmm. And majority of these people, you know, I would, and I'll put that in quotes, mm. majority of these expressive personalities, I don't know them personally, you know, except I want to. Mm. Because, you know, at first, when the whole wave started, the comparison started and they started insulting me. A lot of people, a lot of them started insulting me back to back. The insults were, I was wondering, from where? Yes, yes. Now, yes, again, yes. I asked myself, but I don't deserve this. Yes. I don't. I'm even one of those people that you come to for help and I'm ready to extend a helping hand. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve it. You don't even know me. Yes. I don't even know you. Yes. So why? So I get it. Okay, you need to throw tantrums and expletives at me to, you know, to trend. Ghana. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Do. Do as you please. Yeah. You know, and then when you now start extending it to my family, I honestly, do, that's what I don't like. You know, leave it at me. I'm the, you know, point of yeah. attack. And leave it at that, you know. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's um, unbecoming when you consistently see the media, you know, say these things. Especially now. Oh, I just saw some, a caption. Oh, um, I am a strong woman, declares cross-dresser, dearly. I'm like, Really? I didn't say but, that. You know, but again, really, I, I would just say really and I would look for the humor in it mm. and laugh. Yeah. Because I've realized over the years my awesomeness cannot be flogged by anybody's bitterness. Mm. The only thing I've just said and I had to say it one day, I think maybe a lot of people underestimate me in terms of how I can react to some things because you know I'm, I'm, I take things as they mm. come. Mm-hmm. But I just said to myself one day, I said, I think maybe I need to maybe just... So knock somebody around a bit so that mm. maybe you just remember that <laughs> underneath all this, I'm not trading my masculinity for anything. Mm. You know, I'm, I am this way because God created me this way. Mm. I am not going to be angry about it. I'm not going to curse him about it. I'm going to relish in it, love it, and I'm going to make it a point of reference mm. in not only history, but, you know, to humanity and mankind. Yes, aside from that. And I'll be a figure of um, inspiration is a bit too large a figure of I'll use maybe reference in terms of when we have young people who would always 
you know. Now I have parents calling me. Ah, you know, my son is a bit expressive. So, yeah, so I think I want you to mentor him. I appreciate that. I'm mm. flattered by those things. Mm. Even when people say, oh, they're comparing, I, I truly, oh, this one is dressing like you now. I love it because truth be told, when I also started out in the industry, there were a lot of references made to me and Charlie Boy. Right. And I thought that was disrespectful. For me now, now it's because it's my state of mind. Majority of these young kids love it. Eh, keep bashing the really. It's good. For me, I didn't find it funny. And I told Charlie Boy, I, I, I felt like I was not even worthy to be compared to yes, Charlie Boy. Yes. You know, but also Charlie Boy had his own agenda because mm. he just looked at me, mm, this young boy, you know, let me, let's, let's create a propaganda that, yeah. you know, but I didn't know what I was getting into. But mm. that's again, another story from Nadine. I felt like, I felt it was disrespecting to Charlie Boy because mm. Charlie Boy's pedigree of work, hello. Yes. I never even read. Charlie Boy's yes. accomplished. He's a granddad. His yeah. kids are even my age. Like, mm. Please don't. You know, I always tried. I said, look, we might be, we're, we might have personalities with similarities, but we're from different generations. And I respect that. So now, because I give respect to whom respect is due, it also hits me that people will not give respect, you know, to me the same way. Mm. Maybe that's what I was waiting for. Yes. I was, maybe I was um, unconsciously expecting it. Mm. But then to be honest, it didn't really come that way. Mm. It was just more about insults. It was more about comparison. It was more about my history, yeah. need to show myself mm. and to prove a point or to validate my existence. I'm here. People even say, I'm always like, Mr. Pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm here. I'm like, really? Wow. So I just said to myself, I'm done explaining myself. You know, people can do what they want to do. But now, in recent times, I have seen incriminating evidence. One of such people of recent was telling a friend of mine, oh, so nice, there really now be, you know, when I was there for you, that one doesn't have money, and I don't know anybody in the industry, what can he do for you? You know, I saw all that. It was, and I'm just giving you the best parts. It was really bad. It was below the belt. My friend showed it to me, scrimmaged it very quickly, before the person quickly deleted the chat. I can understand that, yes, I intimidate people, and maybe you're intimidated by my existence, and you would always compare yourself to me and whatnot. But, you know, bringing me down. So I just said, see, it's easy. Eh? Say we are all guys, Abby. Maybe mm. we meet for streets. Uh, no, yeah. not true. Maybe, I, maybe, when we, maybe if I do just knock someone around a bit, maybe you get the message that just leave me in my lane. Mm -hmm. Don't mess around. Mm. Don't fuck with me, yo. Mm. Yes, I'm, I'm not saying I'm unfuckwittable, but Alaye, just when it's time, accord all mm. the accolades and go your way. I'm not treading on whatever it is that you're doing. So I saw that and I was, I was stunned. Because again, I don't really know th these people or this person in question. I was like, okay, all right. I'm not, a, I'm going to be a hypocrite here, but I just said, okay, well, it's fine. People always express themselves. They have things to say. Mm. Mm. Trash talked by many, hated by some. Guess how many folks I give less than none. So I left it at that. I, said, I just said, well, if I catch this person outside, Sha, eh, I would address the matter. So now I've noticed that every time the person knows I'm somewhere, they run. Yes. People avoid me now. Because I had to put it out. I said, I will, no, see, I'm not, I, I did not learn Taekwondo and Judo for nothing. I've not used it in a while now. So let's, you think because I'm carrying here and I'm wearing heels, yo, yo, yes, we want to, uh, let, so let's end it there now. So we know that, okay, everybody's a fighter in this town. Everybody's, uh, so let's, let us, so now I've noticed that some people now, once they see I'm somewhere, they go into, they are, mm. if they are, we didn't have a scene, they're hiding. Yeah. They will just avoid and I really don't avoid these kind of things. I go up to people mm -hmm. that I know have said crap about me, especially, you know, this new wave of Gen Z kids who can just say any kind of... Yeah. I go up to them myself and I would, ah, how are you doing, you know? And it's not out of hypocrisy or letting you know, I know what you're saying about me. It's just about, to be candid, 
I have too much love to spread. I have, I'm stressless. Mm. I, I don't want you to get to know me, but what you heard about me, dwell on it. I'm not about that life. Mm. I, I'm not going to, I don't do oh, social media trade words. When yeah. I was at Sound City, I used to get a lot of heated insults back then. So it was just one of the, and it was always, people were always coming for my, you know, my look. Yeah. Orientation-wise, mm. preference-wise, and whatnot. Things you don't mm. know. Who you go to bed with is different from who you go to bed as. Mm. But I dealt with it the best way that I could. I would just suck it in. So now, I, I would not trade words. Let's trade the words in person. But this, I, I like this. Um, sometimes you have to just stick it to them. But what do you think about the industry now, where it is now, and in terms of the level of acceptance for people who are gender non-conforming? Yes. Who are different. Are you, are you happy that you, you stayed the course? Are you happy that, yes. you know what, ah. after all said and done, this is 20 years in, I don't know, it's 20 years? Yeah, almost 30. From Jehovah. 94 to... Um, I wasn't even born in 94. Yeah, I know. You. So, like, are you happy that, you know what, truth thick and thin, Yes. through all the mm -hmm. chaos and the insults and the disrespects, yes. that you stayed the course to the point where this is 2023 and you're still bagging ambassadorial deals, you're still in the conversation. Yeah, I'm always going to be here. I'm like, eh, I'm, not, I'm always going to be here because I was destined to do this. This has always been my calling. And I always knew mm. that I was... Even I know that in my 50s, in my 60s, I'm still going to be rocking. My 70s, I'm going to be badass. I'm even going to even evolve more. Mm. You know, I'm even going to go global. Yeah, I've tasted, you know, I've tasted like international film. When I worked with Channel O, mm. I saw it and I rebelled in it. Mm. You know, and because I know that I'm like... The universe aligns. I'm on the bright side. No hate, no whatever, no agenda, no propaganda, no controversial nonsense. I know that I will always be here. Now, am I glad at the new wave? See, nobody could be happier for anybody than myself. That's what people don't know. People mm. think I'm threatened. That's the thing. They always have it in their head. Mm -hmm. You know that. So they feel like I have to do extra. But I've always been like that. I've always been. I'm that person who, you know, I, I, I remember, um, I think it was LD said this to me one time. We had a big trip. We're all going to South Africa. LD, ID Kabasa, Nice, Bijiano, Shank, were lots on that trip. It was a big trip. We got to the airport. I was the one all the immigration officers were worrying. And LD said, your level of grace that look at us, we are here. They're not the warriors. Now you. So I've always known I'm, you know, I'm that light that you can never dim. Even if you throw a bushel on it and try and it will still evaporate. Mm. Now, I'm happy that this is happening now. This the narrative has changed. Yeah. This is a new way. People I love the expressiveness. Mm. I revel in it. I love it. I watch things. I mean the internet has given us a grace for that. And I'm happy. Mm. You know, I laugh. Even when I see things that maybe are a bit out of my context or maybe not how I would normally respond to some things, mm. I laugh about them. Because I didn't have it this way. There was no internet back then. And you see now we have faceless identities. We have trolls now. Mm. Also insulting you, the like mm. keypad warriors, as you call them. Back in my day, it was upfront confrontation. People would jack me on the streets and insult me to my face. People would come to our house on Bonduwe in Ibutimeta and knock on the door, ask for me and insult me. If I go to church, people would call me out in the church and give me like a serious wash down. So if I got all that at that time, what, what do people want to say to me now that? I mean, it slides up me like baby oil on the stripper's pole. <laughs> Period. Yes. But you see, you see what, what I want to ask? I mean, there's not, there's not time to even 
entertain all the questions and I know. And, and you know, like every time I speak to him, it's like, my mother's like, ah, and now always tell me that what? I'm always sharp. I know how to skirt my way around questions. Yes, you know how to glide around yeah, questions. Yes. But I really want to. I'm happy that you even no, shared I'm as really, much as you I'm did today. That you, but you, you know, in, when I look at your circle, right? Yeah. A lot of people have not changed. You're still rocking with the same friends of before. Yes. Yes. You still have your pepper soup gang, as you call yeah. them. They're still the Beverly. <laughs> they're still Wally. And for me, somebody who has been through all these things, um, the only thing that comes to my mind when I'm saying, like, how how does he cope? Is that you must have a, a, a village, a group of people who you know that they are holding yeah. you down, even when times are rough, even when yeah. you didn't have a job. What is, what is the value of friendship? Like, what does friendship and just family and just having those people around, what does it do to you as a person? Does it keep you grounded? Does it keep you sane? What is the value of just your friendships? Okay, so that's a good one. I mean, I've had, like I, as you said, same friends from back in the day and I, I know everyone. I'm, you know, an all-rounder. Everyone mm. is attached to me one way or the other. So I practically know everyone. I have acquaintances. I have colleagues. You know, I'm friends with everyone. Mm. Maybe save, maybe one or two. Just, you know, one or two experiences that we you know, it just didn't go down well. But now the thing is, I am, you see, my friendship with people also at the same time is also, um, it's, it's heavy. It's a responsibility for me because I have a lot of friends that are around me for blessings in terms of they are blessed to have me around. Mm -hmm. I have recognized that. Mm -hmm. I'm a source of blessing to them. Yeah. So it's a lot of work. Yeah. And to be very candid, a lot of them as well don't even know half of the things I go through. Because I feel like I'm going to burden them with these things. I'm wired like that. Mm -hmm. They come to me with all their problems. They come to me with all the wahala in the world. We'll find solutions to this. I'm Mr. Fix-It. But I really have nobody I can run to with mine. No, that's the truth. I've asked you this question so many times. And and you've, you don't glide over. I'm, I'm happy that you're finally... No, but I have nobody to... It's the truth. It's a glaring truth. Ugly, raw truth. I have nobody to run to. So I deal with my things myself. And there's nobody really. What does that do to you? And what will it... I, I, I have to keep living. I'm not existing. I'm living. I'm living my life like it's golden. And I don't present in front to be happy all the time. Mm. Nah, I'm not one of those people. What, what you, what, the energy you get when you meet me is the way it's in my head. Mm. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm I'm more like you see, my coming on this show, on this podcast was not just about the fact that, oh, you know, I mean, if we come, maybe they'll pick this interview to go viral. Nah, it was more of excitement for you because I know your journey. We've, you know, we've yeah, been yeah, through a whole yeah, lot. Yeah. And it's the trajectory for me, the beauty of it all. Mm. And how when you started, you know, I could tell. Hmm, you know, a little shaky. Am I, am I getting this right? Yeah. Well, you've eased into it. It's the effortlessness for me. And I'm also here not only to get something therapeutic from this, mm -hmm. but also to also revel in your grace. Because everyone is blessed, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing for me. So those are the little things I can get mm. from people. You know, without asking for anything, without demanding for too much. But your attention, your time, your energy, your platform is... I see it like I am just starting afresh, which is why I say <laughs> my, my, my kind, my breed is rare. I'm very grounded. So I'm up very grateful for everything that comes my way. Now, those are the things I live by. Mm. If I'm going through stuff, because I've gone through a whole lot, I'm still going through a lot. I really don't have people that I want to say this to, you know, because even I would use um, Wale's friendship as a template as well. I met Wale through a mutual friend. At that point, me and I mutual friend were even fighting, safe. 
And, you know, while it was going through a phase, you know, and I knew that I was the person who would be there for him, which is why you can't underestimate Wale's loyalty because Wale knows there's some things that are unspoken. Mm. You get, um, you mentioned Beverly as well. It's the same. Beverly knows like I'm a ride or die, which is why even recently Kim said something about, oh, you know, when she came out of Big Brother, she was broken. You know, we helped her heal. And even before she was hustling, she would call me and say, what gigs am I not taking? Please pass them to me. I've seen beautiful loyalty from my friends who are close to me mm. and their loyalty is enough. Do you get what I mean? When it was my 40th, I usually, like I said, I would do parties for everybody, but when it was my turn, I was like, you guys, I don't want anything, please. You know, that was even COVID period. So I was like, please don't let Lagos, Lagos State government aside calling me, ah, mash a party, yo. you know. But then they went out of their way to buy me a really nice car, which I'm obsessed with, by the way. You know, it's not like, oh, um, oh, I mean, anybody could buy a car. You know, even people were saying stuff like, you bought the car yourself and you have for me that your friends did. I'm still not over the fact that they did that till now. And it's not because they owe me anything or I owe them anything. They know how much I have done for them. Do you get I know it too. But I'm not one to sit you down and say, this I way. did this for you. Do this for me now. So when I see that that energy doesn't come forth and you don't know me that well to know that I'm not validating, I don't quantify or qualify friendship. I love you, I love you, it's as it is. If I see that, maybe you carry me for mine, because so that one I didn't know where well. <laughs> I get around a lot so much, I hear things that people don't even know. So I know, but I will still leave it at that. Not because I want to be in your good books or anything, mm. but I mean, life is too tough. I'm tougher, but I mean, at the end of the day, let's, you know, spread as much love as we can. There are so many people, even this new wave of young expressive personalities, non-conforming, unconventional, when I see them, you know, I see, you know, the things that they try to do. Mm. I reach a helping hand. I'll, I'll just message them. You need to change your shoes. So I don't like the shoe you're using. Oh, yeah, send me your details. Let me send something to you. It's always shocking. They'll send me for, hey, you know. And anytime I go anywhere, when I see expressive individuals, I draw them close. Why? Because I didn't, I was always locked off every time. I'll go to events and every, I remember one time I went to a popular church. You know, my friend just got married. I couldn't attend the wedding in Istanbul, Turkey. I didn't have been ready for that. So they now came to his popular church to do the Thanksgiving. I said, ah, that one, let me go. The moment I entered the church, first things first, the ushers first of all, give it to me, hot, hot. What are you doing here? I said, I'm here for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Then one head usher now came. And I said, I, don't you know him? Eh? So what's he doing here? Ah. I said, you know what? This is the sanctuary of God. I'm here. So I now entered the church. The moment I entered, the pastor saw me and started talking about men who go after men. Yes, it's a very popular church, you know. And as he was saying that, every see, it was on cue. Everybody just turned and they just saw me at the door. And everybody, you know that slight moment? Mm. They don't come here. So I was now torn between, should I go? I should just leave. I said, what? This is the house of God. And my, my, even it's God a laundry said, house. This man that you're saying, chasing after my own. I know it. I will, and I entered, I walked to the front. The pastor's wife was looking at me. I was listening to the preaching. He said, you know, even in the choir, there are people that even male um, congregation members even message him. You know, he was, he really went all out and everybody was busy looking at me and I was doing, I was listening and guess what? When it was time for the Thanksgiving, I went on stage. My friends came out. I said, I came to celebrate with these people. Nothing is going to stop me. I came out, I danced on stage. Everybody was, see, every single person was judging me that day. I've never, see, I get it a lot, like I said. And, when we finished the service, half of the people that came to greet me were asking me, you know, why do you dress like that? You let the pastor talk like that, you know? Then a lot of effeminate people that were there were like, damn, you got God's, yo. 
because everybody started straightening themselves immediately. Mm. People that were talked in started to talk out. I could see it. It was an unconscious thing to, I'm not part of this people. I'm not part of this movement. I'm not part of this narrative. I'm not associated with this person. But the moment the service was over, those that came to give me accolades did. I don't know what I did. I didn't do anything that day. I was just there for myself, you know. And when I think about it now, you know, you know, again, I go to places of worship. I, the moment I enter, I am already judged, you know. Please come to my church. We don't need judge. <laughs> the logic church. They will still talk my talk. I didn't tell you. If they talk, I think it's my sister's church. Yeah, but you so so I get this a lot. Mm. So now, because I've been shut off so many times, even growing up, like you know, I would go to places mm. and I'm made to feel unwelcome. But I will insist, I deserve a seat here. I am meant to be here. You can't walk me out. You can't throw me out. If I just, I didn't kill anyone. I didn't steal anything. I'm not infringing on anybody's. I am here because I am meant to be here. So that was one of the things I was always telling myself. So even though I get in hot water, when I see these young people, when I go places and I see people expressing themselves and they're happy to be there, I am drawn to them as well. Mm. Not that I want to start giving them a pep talk on that. Mm. During my time. Mm. Mm. No. I would appreciate them. That's why everybody who says, oh, when I, whenever I meet Derele, he says something nice to me because everybody deserves to be acknowledged and appreciated. I didn't get it. If I leave this world tomorrow, I know that uh, my epistle of eulogies and whatnot. Mm. It's not because I want people to remember me for the good. I want people to remember me for the way I made them always feel. Mm. I have been on, and I let's say from the red carpet culture, I will see people with angry faces coming down, you know, and we don't need to do this interview. But then I will say something that will crack you up and just make you forget your present state of mind. And then you just, you know. So, truth be told, I may be, I may, I may, I may be a bit too much for people to understand. I may be a bit too, whatever. I may, I may be a bit too um, unconventional for people to process. I may, again, too much. But I always say too much is never enough, you know. And here I am sitting here with you living my life like it's golden and at the same time when we leave here now what are we all going to say they would always say this guy was instrumental to my success story there's so many that i don't even mention so when they say it when they talk about it people call me really mm. you did that and yeah. i'm like you know a lot, a lot of people yeah. come to me and they they said he did it for me he did this for me did that for me and it's just like this same person that has been a lot of them have you understand? You know, stab me in the back too, though. But you know, that's life. I I wish that I had all the time to talk to you. I can talk I to you know, till say, evening. Say, we are past recording time. Well, the editors will swear for us. They don't I roll. Go I, to cut this. They don't roll eye for back. I know they they don't, girl. <laughs> but please, this is so. This you know, as I said before, this is one of my most important um, episodes. Uh, this yeah. is an important episode for me because I've watched you over the years. I think that you know, I connect with you what you said. What you said, you know. You're one of the most disrespected, yeah. you're one of the most relegated entertainers mm -hmm. from Nigeria. And on this show today, I just want to really give you your flowers because I grew up watching you, right? And you've inspired a lot of people, yeah? So, Miss Flower and I won't block us. We'll not get roses. <laughs> Please give me flowers. So, on this show today, I want to say thank hmm. you, dearly, for being yourself through and through. Woo! Thank you. You... You know, the entire time when you were talking, I'm just like, eh? 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 And you continue. I, I, eh? I, I, eh? I, 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 I say your face. Because I want, I, I want to even ask more questions, but I can't. But there's so many people that you've helped that I know that you've helped. My friend and I had conversations about you even before this show, and she said you're an angel. So for the sake of, I want to do it because this, it means so much to me to say, you know what? You're an inspiration. 
and thank you for being yourself. Thank you for not changing. I'm happy that Nigeria is adjusting to see that, you know what, people like you are special. And I really have to say that you are special. And for this reason, you deserve your flowers. Thank you. You will go down in in the history books as Uh, uh. someone who defined the culture for us here in Nigeria. Thank you. Put your hands together for Dereli. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been... How would I even take this safe? I don't talk. Oh, I yeah. talk things so mm. away. But I mean, I, I felt very comfortable mm. sharing this. And I think, mm. you know, as time progresses, we have to share these stories as much as we mm. can. You know, there's so much, you know, that I've even like, you know, I was telling you before we even recorded how my sister got a job in a particular, you know, institution of learning. Mm. And the moment, the week she started, when they found out she was my sister, they sat down the spot and they said, ah, we can't have a daily sibling here because the parents and guardians of their words will not find it funny. We don't want, you know, um, as, you, you get what I mean? So even by, by blood, mm. say, by association, there's that, you know, my people are ostracized. <sighs> you know, I even recently, somebody was asking a close friend of mine, a certain artist, very popular, I think he just finds me mysterious or he's just intrigued by me. They were on a flight together. She called me, you know, he saw that, you know, she just spoke to me. No, he saw that she posted me on her story. And he asked, hey, he wants to even know, Seth, how does this person roll, Seth? You know, and that's always the, that's also another question that comes up. Why isn't it, oh, you know, ah, this person, eh, this person, don't, don't mm. take for industry, don't try. Why does it, even the newbies now have to ask? And so, and you know, again, there are even people that I reach out to on a level of, I love your work, I appreciate you. There's always that underlining message of, are you hitting on me? If you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah, there's always that. I can detect it. But then when you eventually realize it's coming from a good place, mm. you know, you let it be. Again, also, I did my own JJ. I have people sending me nudes nonstop back here. So I get that a lot for whatever reason. I'm flattered by that too. Keep the nudes coming. But again, you know, it's a roller coaster for me, mm. you know. And because I've been through, I'm still navigating my way through life. I've met all kinds of people, you know. I've met all kinds. I've met people that even in their head feel that they are living my life. It's like a bubble. Okay, well, you know? I know. It, it's I know. So now go vest. So I just want to talk the story. Me no no vest. I know. Say time don't me go. No vest. Videographer, no recorder. <laughs> no vest. You understand? But not every day night is that icon. The gist. <laughs> that thing that happened at Hard Rock. You told me about the gist at Hard Rock. Yes, it was. It was crazy. I just went out with my friends. A lot of us, you know, we're just there partying and having fun. And then my ex was leaving, and I was walking her out. And she stumbled on some guys that she knew from like business school. So mm. ah, we greeted them, ah, you know. So just, ah, I'm a very polite person. I greet. Even if you don't, I've had people that when I greet them, they say, please don't greet me. I was like, no, while, but I greeted you. Yeah, I was brought up well. I, I taught myself well. So in the, so she, you know, got into her Uber. She left. So going back, I was going to pass them. So I just stopped and greeted them properly. I said, oh, hi, hi, how you guys doing this one, that one? And then I noticed a particular guy sitting on a chair mm. and a girl was on his lap. And I was like, oh, how are you? So I said, please don't fucking, get, get the fuck out of my face. Don't greet me. Fucking bloody faggot. And I laughed. I said, ha. I said, okay, since you won't greet me, let me greet the madam on your lap. Eh? So I know she's greeted for all of us. So I, she was, she didn't see that coming. So she was so eager to please. Oh, really? how are you? Did I know you from this? And I said, and so when I was doing it, I said, she has greeted for us, so I didn't even know. I was just going. The guy just followed me. You fucking bastard! Who the fuck do you think you are? And then he pinned me to the wall. The bouncer was even there looking, like the entrance of Hard Rock Gong Gong. And I had a sh- like champagne glass in my hand. Pin me to the wall. Don't you fucking do that around me. You know, fuck. The girl was not trying to pull him. Everybody was, you know. Yeah, he might have been drunk and whatnot, but he don't carry me for mind. 
this is something he had always wanted to do to maybe someone, you know, of a certain personality and whatnot. I could tell. Now, as I look at him, I gauge the situation. I had a glass of, sh- you know me, I don't drink, so that's champagne. Taekwondo, you so don't I wanted to it. smash it right in his face. I was just deciding what to do. Wow. But then I just said, this is, this is not, this opinion is not my reality. What did I do? I just greeted, you didn't take my greeting and I didn't hold offense. What the hell? You know, so I just kept quiet. He did set, set, set the people now pulled him away. And then I slowly walked, I walked back into the club and I just told everybody there, Wally and I said, guess what just happened now? See, everybody just came out. What the fuck? Did everybody was angry? Where is he? You know, they, they, there was even this guy there, um, Mr. Aneni, um, I think something, um, Aneni something, something. He came out. Where is this person? We could have found the car. If I wanted to, I would have done the undoable. One phone call, we would lock down that hard rock. Nobody would leave. But there was just no need for mm. that. I thought of it. I said, I've been pushed so many times to yield power. Mm. I've been pushed so many times. There are people that they, I can make them disappear. Say they don't go see them. They don't go hear from them again. But I've never yielded that. I've had people, when, maybe when people come at me, maybe on social media or insult me, have people call me and say, make me treat their fuck up. Should we? One time a big brother person got like her fan base. They were insulting me so much. So much. Someone from like the um, AIG's office came to my house the next day and said, how do we fix this? So just, everybody, was, everybody around me was outraged. Even me, I'll be outraged. The disrespect, you know, do you get what I mean? So in this case, that happened at Hard Rock, a public place, so, you know, I found out who the guy was, got all the information, got to his house in America, they sent it to me and said, should we proceed? I said, there's no need. I feel it. But this love unless it's too much. Okay, so, 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 so <laughs> sorry for the, for the sake of lifting and the fact that they're sponsors yes, of my show. I love lifting. And the fact that they, you love lifting, Abby. I'm going to send you. I take you lifting every morning, lifting whole, with milk, no sugar. Yeah. Morning and I'm going to send you a whole. Um, so, lifting, my favorite tea brand, is the yes. sponsor of this show. Love and they're the reason why we can afford to have such conversations on the show. They did well by coming on Yeah. So, there's something that we do, courtesy of Lipton, called Spill the Tea. Okay. Right? So just basically questions that you probably didn't answer earlier that might put you on the spot. Maybe not on the spot, Sha. Okay. Okay, so the first one is, you've done so many things from being a show host to being a fashion icon. What other creative fields would you have loved to explore or would you love to explore? Um, ah, That's a good one. I did try music at some point. I was forced into it, actually. I was really forced into the music. They when? made me come into the studio. Yes, yeah, so myself, Terry G, a couple of other guys, they dragged me to the studio. I just, they just told me to just come for, like, you know, night come visits and hangouts. And then the first mics. And then when it was time to shoot the music video, I didn't turn up. I just felt like music was not my calling. Considering the fact that I used to be a singer in the choir. Mm. But then I was a terrible singer. Off key, off tune, off pitch. I was just a fantastic dancer. So we'd have explored music, not really. But... If there's something I'm going to try out in the creative industry, I'm a brilliant writer. I like to think so myself. And I'm so going to channel that into a memoir. So that's coming soon. Yes, yes. please. Yes. We deserve one. Um, you're always making daring statements with your looks through mm-hmm. all this. Have you ever had a serious case of wardrobe, a wardrobe malfunction? What's happened? Uh, uh, many times. <laughs> <laughs> that my trouser will rip from my crotch area to my butt area. But... Fortunately, all the genitalia and the odds and ends are not exactly. hanging out. Yeah. Yes, but I've had that severally. I've, you know, um, falling off stage, mm. whipping my hair back and forth. And then um, I think one recent, a recent one, yeah, um, should be on the, oh yes, this happened like a few weekends ago. Runway, I just won the outfits and then the zipper was out. So, and I was wearing like swimming trunks. So, 
my um, boy's quarter was pointing out of the pants. I didn't know. He was about to, one time, just about to go in the room. They just pointed. I was that thing pointing. Hey, yeah, block us. So I had to wear a cape on it. But I covered up for it. Thank yeah. you for the cape. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this one I wanted to ask. This was very important for me. Yes. And please be honest. Do you think Nigeria has been fair to you? If you could choose to be a, nas- a national of another country, what country would it be and why? Every time I go to South Africa, the love is amazing. It feels like royalty has arrived. I still can wrap my head around it. Mm. Like, even from the hotel lobby, mm. I'm treated like royalty. And I'm like, I don't even get this in my car. No, not like I'm asking for it. But, you know, it's so... Ah, it's so exhilarating to see. So, yes, um, would I say South Africa? And then I would even use... Yeah, Barbados. I went to Barbados the other day. No, you see me saying the other day, like... And good Lord, every time I went on the beach, everybody knew who I was. It was stunning. It shocks me every time. Because I'm like, how do you know? I would ask, yeah. where do you know me from? And they'll be like, hello, excuse me. So I definitely would say South Africa because it's an industry, a country that, appreciates that, has, talent, in, that has appreciated me. The industry mm-hmm. is so welcoming. They love my expressiveness. And they keep asking me every time, how do you do it in Nigeria? Mm. Surprising thing, I also do a commercial for a brand. They told me in Nigeria, that I was too gay to function. But whereas, one of the most flamboyant personalities in South Africa did so the same advert. Mm. He did the same ad. Yeah. And he asked me, I knew you were supposed to do this advert. What happened? And you're not burnt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Whoosh. Yeah. You call them out. I say, no, Sumizi, no need. So, yeah. yeah. I love South Africa too. I, yeah. mean, I think that I would thrive there. Yes. But I mean, I love my country too. So, yeah. I know we love Nigeria. It's anyway, me that I've been here since. Uh, thank you I for love coming my Nigeria. The show. Oh, thank you, thank you, Sip thank you. some lip sync for inspiration. Of course. Uh, for that memoir. Ah. We need that memoir as soon as possible. Yes, so. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Dirinle. See, honey, lip tint. Ah, mm. love me some lip tint. And okay. I still have the yellow shirt you gave me. Yes, I do. Well, you know, come. Uh, no, that one is under story from that day. Anyway, I've made up for it now. Yes, you have. Yes, Please help me I sign out the of the show. I know that my people want to run away, but I mean... Okay. So they're good. Ah, before the people in the studio will sponsor my burial. Are we ready? This one, Abby. Just give me an action when you're ready. Imagination, innovation, social consciousness, evolution. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the one and only, the unshakable, unstoppable unequaled and unparalleled, my day one for life, a source of infinity. Ah, the eighth world wonder. I think it's one of life's unexplainable mysteries. Temisan, Tobad, Togalant, Worry Boy, Area. Don't be fooled by all that fine boy. His streets gone. This is, of course, tea with hay. It's the tea with hay pod. And of course, it's powered by the one and only, my favorite. I'm not saying this because people should look for me. I love lifting. I live for it. So how did it start? Let me just tell you quickly. Lose the excuses. Find the results. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Gain the reasons. Just put it like that. Because Timisan, unstoppable fireball of energy. If you are not watching or if you refuse to watch our episode, all your children will look like me. Ha <laughs> ha! No, because again, and I bless him. Ha! Catch you later on the other side.